WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, February 29th, the final day of February. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers on a day in which the current president and the former president will both visit the southern border, albeit 325 miles apart. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy third. Happy Leap Day. That's correct. Leap Day. Once every what, four years. Four years. Or yeah. Every four. Yep. Yep. It's just like uh, I think. So I would assume it's every presidential election cycle, right? <laughs> 2020, 2024, 2028. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I guess I never thought about it like that. <laughs> How are you, sir? Hi, buddy. How's everybody else out there at Radio yeah, Land? Yeah, Radio Land. Oh, that's something to eat. You don't hear everything. <laughs> everybody happy? Everybody in a good mood? Everybody ready to go? Yeah. All right. Got some good stuff lined up today. A big take on Donald Trump and I think what the strategy should be for the female voter. We'll get to that this morning. As I mentioned, Trump and Biden both will visit the border today. We got news yesterday on the Trump January 6th case front, courtesy of the Supreme Court of the United States. And Joe Biden. Medical doctor, White House physician, we've got the report. What it included and what it did not include. And also, we have a lot of stuff today on all sorts of food companies and chains, ranging from a Wendy's update. We've got an update on Bud Light. Where do you hear what the CEO of Kellogg Cereal had to say? And also Chick-fil-A in the New York Times. If you like food... Stick mm, around. I'm starving. Mm. I am too. Gonna make us hungry. <laughs> Where's that slow cooker at Stensland? Did we bring it? <laughs> well, it's leap day. There are all these free deals, you know. You get like free donuts. Every Wawa has stuff because oh. it's a leap day, you know. Oh, I could go for a donut Special. right now. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, give me a glazed Krispy Kreme right now. Or like uh, one of those warm donuts down the shore. Yeah. Like on the boardwalk. Yeah. Like fresh made. Absolutely. Mm. All right, let's get to the news. Uh, I'm assuming a lot to discuss. 603, yes. round one. The great Don Stenzel. And good morning. Yes, this Thursday, February 29th, 33 degrees. We are 30, technically we're about 33 degrees cooler this morning as you head out the door from our you know near record day yesterday. So what a change in the weather. We'll talk about the full forecast when we're going to warm up again. But we do have an update on this suspect, 29-year-old Aleem Borden. We've been talking a lot about this guy. U.S. Marshals ramping up their efforts to capture him, offering a $25,000 reward for any information leading to his arrest. So this all started when he escaped from officers February 26th last weekend. He They had taken him to a local hospital for 
He had complained of a stomach problem after he was arrested on allegations that he stole yet another car. So this guy is described as he's 29 years old, 5'6", 145 pounds, uh, brown eyes, brown hair. They're saying they're giving us more information. First of all, it looks like they believe he got the handcuffs off. Finally, he has been seen all over surveillance video. And this went viral with his hands handcuffed behind his back, which is how he has. He's a pretty fast runner for having his handcuffs behind his back. In this case, now they they feel that the handcuffs are actually off. They had released video of him as he was being escorted out of a what looked like a row home into a vehicle. I know my former colleague at Fox 29, Steve Keeley, was putting out a lot of that video. And so now they believe he may have some help. They've recovered that car. Those individuals who aided and abetted may be facing charges. We're following that very carefully. He's now considered dangerous and possibly armed. So that's the latest on this. Oh, great. So they've they've altered this. But they said that he jumped. They had him cornered. He jumped from a building and down an embankment about 30 plus feet. Yeah, what is he, Batman? I, you know, Spider Man? He work as like a stunt double for somebody, uh, this well, guy. I mean, these guys at 5'6, 145, they are uh, wiry, to say the least. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm not surprised that he was able to get the handcuffs off either. Well, because if, if you're very limber, that's what I was thinking. If, yeah. you're, if you do the yoga, if you're limber, like I could easily do that. Like, yeah. you know, you just put your legs through. So, mm-hmm. But it took him a while yeah. to get the cuffs off me. <laughs> Well, we can joke about it after he's caught, but at this point, they are saying, uh, you know, huge, huge reward that they are offering. All I'll right. tell you what, with all the escapees we've had here, and you said it's, what, six, mm-hmm. maybe we ought to have Dwayne Chapman, the bounty hunter, Dog the Bounty Hunter, on standby in Philadelphia at all times. Yeah, right. He'd be <laughs> making some good money right now. Well, yeah, the U.S. Marshals, you know, when they get involved, I think that's, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so I think they thought they had him yesterday and were Everybody was pretty surprised he jumped that far. Yeah. Right? Uh, so let's move on and talk about, we've, we've talked a lot about quality of life issues in the city of Philadelphia, those ATVs, those dirt bikes. And we've even seen school children struck as they're getting off the bus and taken out serious injuries. Even one little girl was killed. Now the Philadelphia Police Department, there is word they are increasing efforts big time to get those ATVs, those dirt bikes off our roadways. They're illegal here. And so there's a, a new plan in the city, if you will, just to get these things swept off the streets. Officials announcing yesterday a special operations team was deployed this week to confiscate these vehicles. They're tracking them down, getting these ATVs and these dirt bikes off the roads. They say the drivers received code violations, and you're going to see a lot. This is a crackdown. This should they, be. And they're they're incredibly reckless, and when they get together in large groups, they're obnoxious and annoying. I saw a group of them last weekend. I was I was driving up um, DeKalb Pike up to, uh, through Upper Gwinnett Township to go up to uh, the one of the golf places I check out up in Montgomery County, and they shot out of an alleyway and came right across through like that one intersection by Bethlehem Pike where all the lights and the restaurants yeah. are. And there was only about seven of them, but man, like, you can hear them coming from a mile away. They're just a pain in the butt. Yeah, they are. Get rid of them. And they they can cause accidents and injuries. So, yeah, this is a new task force. And so hopefully, to your point, it and and to your point exactly, it creates a quality of life issues for those people in the suburbs, Mm -hmm. from Philadelphia into the burbs. That's a great point. Uh, I know that we're going to talk a lot about, so I'll headline it as far as the Supreme Court yesterday saying, yes, SCOTUS will decide whether 
former President Donald J. Trump is entitled to that broad immunity from prosecution for acts illegally committed while in office. So, man, just uh, teeing up this election year showdown that we never have a dull moment in this one. Sad news this morning to learn that 76-year-old beloved comedian Richard Lewis has died. You know what's interesting about Curb is that it's been going on technically for 24 years, but there's been big periods of time where the seasons were halted. Larry David has the only deal, apparently, with with HBO, where at the end of the season, he he goes to the HBO executives. So, you guys going to do another season? He goes... I don't know. I'll let you know in a couple of months. You know, when you come to me in a couple of weeks and you say, Nick, what, what are you thinking about the next couple of years? I'll get back to you in a couple of years. I'm not sure, Greg. It I, is, I don't know if I want to continue doing the show. It's funny to me because of um, uh, Richard Lewis had such a, you know, like he, he was really a stand-up. He didn't, he didn't really do movies. I mean, he did a few movies, but... Um, he did Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, Bruno was talking Tony about Bruno it. Tony Bruno was just talking about it yesterday, <laughs> oddly. Um, nobody's mentioned that movie since, <laughs> since it came out, but Tony Bruno mentioned it yesterday on the day uh, that Richard Lewis died. But he was a he was a great stand-up in the 70s and 80s. And then he became like a like a, a late-night talk show guest. He was mm-hmm. on Carson. He was on Letterman. He was on Letterman like 55 times or something like that. Howard Stern used to have him on all the time. He was a great, great yeah. talk show guest. And then he kind of got this second life. He did that Anything But Love mm-hmm. uh, series in the late 80s and early 90s with Jamie Lee Curtis. From from what I recall of him when he did stand-up in the early portion of his career, probably 30, 40 years ago, kind of dark, kind of the humor that would make people cringe today, but yes. also he was he was kind of self-deprecating in a way. Yes, he loved he loved talking about... His nickname was something like Mr. Payne or something like that. He, <laughs> he just loved... Uh, the dark side of humor. He in the '90s, I remember he did an HBO special and he did a tour called the Magical Misery Tour, and mm-hmm. it was just he, he's he was a fabulous stand-up comedian. Yeah. I don't think he got the credit he deserved. Let me ask you. We'll, we'll throw a, a hot take out for the whole audience right yeah. here at six oh nine as we totally hijacked Dawn's news here. No, no, no. Uh, I would say Curb, one of the top five HBO shows of all time. In no specific order, Sopranos, The Wire, Oz, Game of Thrones, and Curb. Yeah, I don't I like think, all those. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree. Hard with that. to dispute that. Yeah, I liked Boardwalk Empire myself, but I would never put it in the top five because I know it was kind of a, a niche show for some people. It's funny because he he had you know he didn't have a ton of success in movies and TV, and then in 1999, Larry David came to him and was basically like, "Hey, I'm going to do this." basically reality show kind of about my life you and i have been friends since the 70s yep. uh would you like to be my best friend and, and just be you and he goes, <laughs> absolutely yeah, sign me up sounds like a big gig you know it's funny too i was reading last night before i went to bed um he did a a final interview with vanity fair that came out uh february 18th yeah. so it's 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 uh it's really interesting to read it now knowing you know yeah. 10 days later he was, and he was diagnosed with parkinson's a parkinson's, few years ago yeah yeah apparently which, he had a heart attack um oh. which is what that but but he had a um he he struggled with alcoholism with drugs mm-hmm. he you know he had all kinds of, i think he kicked everything by the mid 90s i think he was pretty oh, much wow. clean and sober by the mid 90s oh, good for him yeah yeah. I know moving, you mentioned Parkinson's. I know moving forward, um, President Joe Biden, his checkup does not have Parkinson's. And we'll talk about what the checkup did not include. Mitch McConnell yesterday, mid morning, you know, deciding that he's gonna, gonna 
finally resign. I've got two takes on the Mitch McConnell resignation. We've got to get into this later today as well. And we have to get into, since I ignited a controversy this week because I told the truth and said (laughs) certain shows did not age well. But what about Naked Gun? There's going to be a remake of Naked Gun. Is is OJ going to be in it? (laughs) Liam Neeson. Oh, God, no. No, just don't. Right? Just don't. Stop remaking things. Come up with original things. I'm Stop remaking man, people, things. They're, they're out of ideas. They are. Every we, we, There's nothing left that can be uh, original in society. It's, yep. We've seen it all. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen cannot be, from his roles in Airplane to The Naked Gun, he cannot be replicated in that role. And certainly O.J. Simpson cannot. <laughs> That's and he might Thank not God. be available. <laughs> yeah, might not be available. All right, well, the forecast is available. Right now we're at 32 degrees, partly cloudy. That weird Ozempic moon getting thinner and thinner as we move through the week. But as we move through the day, the sun will be out. That's the good news. So all the clouds are gone. Sunny day, but only 44 degrees for our high. Tomorrow for your Friday, I think you're going to love this one. It's going to be a bright, sunny Friday, 51 degrees. And then we continue that warm-up over the weekend. Saturday, 54, but a chance of showers and clouds for your Saturday. So Saturday's the lesser weekend day. Sunday, definitely the better day if you're going to plan a little golf, maybe. Uh, Sunday, 62 degrees and mostly sunny skies. Kale and Company News Live. By the way, one more thing I know you're going to get your mm-hmm. big take, but... um. I'm wondering, because he's in this season of Curb, Richard Lewis, I wonder if if the entire thing is shot. I'm, I'm guessing it's not. It says what I read, that the final episode, the series finale, is April 7th. Yeah, but have they, yeah. have they shot the entire yeah, thing? Yeah, I think they have. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's what, five, six weeks away? I, I think it's all in the can. Because uh, Michael Pelko's on our chat, and he's saying that in this season of Curb, which I haven't watched yet this season uh they said that he's seated in most of the episodes and he doesn't look well yeah boy Mm. yeah poor guy they'll probably do a nice tribute to him they should yeah yeah. absolutely yeah all right 613 let's get to a thursday big take the big take on kale and company and it's brought to you by budget blinds the big take sound strategy of fighting for females the majority of us realize that Abortion, following SCOTUS's ruling on Roe v. Wade in June of 2022, has been an albatross to the GOP in elections since that ruling of making abortion a state issue. Single, career-oriented suburban females are an issue for Donald Trump. We've come to realize that. But I may have a solution that can win back a portion of that critical demo for the 2024 election. Simply put, go to bat for females. Fight for female rights in the wake of what has been happening to females in two different venues of life. What we have seen from Democrats and the mainstream media in the fallout of the awful tragedy to 22-year-old Georgia nursing student Lake and Riley has been downright pathetic. It started locally with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution being guilty of media bias by omission with headlines over last weekend that referred to Diego Ibarra, the killer of Lake and Riley, allegedly, as, quote, an Athens resident. He's no resident. He is an illegal, period. And it has escalated since then, as the Associated Press has been roasted for a headline that highlights the dangers that, quote, female athletes face. And now it gets even more pathetic. The New York Post, of all outlets, with a headline that reads as follows, quote, migrant charged with murdering Lake and Riley likely panicked when she fought back, according to a profiler. 
Are they really trying to rationalize the actions of a killer who, oh, by the way, disfigured her skull after the murder? The illegal immigrant with a long rap sheet who is a direct result of Joe Biden's open border policy panicked because a 22-year-old innocent female with her whole life ahead of her had the audacity to fight back and resist? What's the next headline going to be? Lake and Riley had it coming. She deserved it. And what left-wing declining outlet or publication will write it? Per the profiler in the New York Post, the gruesome details of her injuries and new warrants suggest that the University of Georgia student likely fought back when she was grabbing when she was grabbed during a run, and her killer likely panicked while trying to subdue her. In this case, the offender was met with resistance, which he wasn't expecting, and it got overpowering, and he couldn't control it, and he resorted to violence. That is John Lang Jr., a former Georgia Bureau of Investigation investigator who told WSB-TV. But, quote, he didn't know what he was in for, and I suspect she probably fought back, said Lang, a criminal profiler involved in this case. So I'm sure the criminal profiler means well in his professional assessment, but, quote, resorted to violence? This criminal was not trying to scoop her up and take her out for an ice cream cone. This illegal immigrant, in my opinion, had one of two intentions. He was planning to rape her or kill her or perhaps even both, for that matter. And shame on the New York Post with the terrible headlines. But it actually gets worse. Here is the mayor of Athens, Georgia. His name is Kelly Gertz, 52-year-old Democrat, who says the murder of Lake and Riley and illegal immigration are not connected in any way. Listen and watch this clip. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker. And my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. If Lincoln Riley's mom walked up to that mayor at the podium and slapped him across the mouth, would anybody be offended? I wouldn't. Lincoln Riley has a significantly higher chance of being alive today if our border didn't erode the way it has under Joe Biden the last three years. That, to me, is purely an undisputed fact. But it didn't end there. Citizens will not have this. Athens, Georgia, is taking a stand. Listen to more of this mayor get shouted down by residents calling him a liar. Listen and watch. city doesn't track with either of those. And so that term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, we know what Many- it means. Many of the elements. Liar. Many of the elements. Liar. 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 We, liar. We are here to listen. Liar. You're a liar. We are here to listen. Liar. There'll be time for liar. questions. You're on guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities. We know what sanctuary are things. Mean that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted Please by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary city status in Sir, Athens. You need to resign. One prototol that sometimes resign. arises. Resign now. 
You One protocol this to happen, sir. One protocol that sometimes arises is the approach that sheriff's offices and This is an inflection point on our border, our security and safety as Americans, and should be the moment where Trump and his camp steps up and takes the torch in not only protecting our southern border, but protecting females. I believe the Trump team should be in Athens, Georgia. They should hold a rally with a simple message that says, under my watch, if elected president of the United States again, we will greatly reduce the odds of something like this happening again to an innocent female in this country. Trump has already vowed to begin the largest deportation in the history of our nation if elected, but he needs to get elected first. And this is a golden political opportunity, as sad as it is, for him to cash in with a demo that doesn't necessarily love him. I would also advise him to connect with Riley Gaines, who has spearheaded the battle to protect biological females in women's sports. Lakin Riley was an athlete. She loved to run. Nobody has a platform right now with a bigger reach to protect women's rights and competition than Riley Gaines. I'm not saying that Lake and Riley and Riley Gaines can overcome the political harm to the GOP that SCOTUS caused with Roe v. Wade. But I am telling you this, in a razor-thin election that could be decided by less than 40,000 votes in 2024, hammering home this message could very well be the difference in a single-swing state, such as Georgia, where this occurred, Pennsylvania or Michigan it is going to be super close and this strategy in my opinion would be a no-brainer and I think it would be effective and that's the big take the big take on kale and company all right big take this morning if you want to jump in 855-839-1210 on social media at 1210 WPHT and of course in the kale and company comment community on YouTube just go to youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT Hit the like and subscribe buttons today. The Big Take brought to you by Budget Blinds. Budgetblinds.com, your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization. Free in-home consultations. And the only no-questions-asked warranty in the business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection at budgetblinds.com. We'll come back. We'll delve into what happened in Athens yesterday. And also the big day for Donald Trump and Joe Biden as they visit the border and Trump yesterday with January 6th, and Joe at the doctor's office. We'll get to that as we continue. Kale and Company, Thursday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You know, yesterday gave us such a taste of spring with that record warm weather, and I'm thinking about the green lawn, playing the Frisbee with the dog and the kids, and that brings me to your lawn service and your lawn. Doesn't it just make sense to hire a company that provides better results but it's safer for your company and your pets at the same time, safer for your family. That's why I choose Natural Lawn of America. That's my lawn care company. Natural Lawn's environmentally friendly approach to lawn care, they've been creating green lawns quickly, more naturally, with fewer weeds since 1987. And unlike those uh, one-size-fits-all companies, that's not what this is. Their technicians are going to work with you to determine the specific needs of your lawn. Natural Lawn's exclusive organic-based products are designed to work with nature, not against it, which means they're safer for every single member of your family, yeah, even your furriest ones. So kick the chemical lawn habit. Get started today with Natural Lawn's safer products and programs. Take advantage of their limited-time offer, free seating every year. Schedule Natural Lawn's full-service program. Just get a free seating every single year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. That's 800-F-R-E-E. 
S-E-E-D, free seed. Choose my lawn care company, Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Thursday morning, Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. You can watch us on YouTube, 855-839-1210. Big day for Trump, big day for Biden, both yesterday and today. We will get to that. We will get to Mitch McConnell. We will get to so much more as we continue. Um, But I really wanted to highlight what was going on yesterday in Georgia as I saw that press conference with that mayor in Athens. And, oh, by the way, uh, for what it's worth, if you've been wondering about sanctuary cities and sanctuary counties, uh, Georgia only has three sanctuary counties. Clark County, which is in Athens, which is where this happened. Clayton County and DeKalb County. Uh, In the state of Tennessee that I lived for four and a half years, there's only one sanctuary county. It's Shelby County in Tennessee. For those, obviously, in this audience, which matters the most, there's 14 sanctuary counties in the state of Pennsylvania. Allegheny, Bucks, Chester, Clarion, Dauphin, Delaware, Franklin, Lehigh, Lycoming, Montgomery, Montour, Northampton, Philadelphia, and Westmoreland. So, like, honestly, it's kind of amazing that we haven't had one of these awful, awful tragedies that has gone national like Georgia did uh, and is dealing with now. But this is not just an isolated incident. I've got three other stories here. Uh, In Maryland, a 25-year-old from El Salvador, a migrant was arrested for shooting and killing a two-year-old child. In Louisiana, a Honduran migrant was charged with raping a 14-year-old girl. And in Virginia, which I mentioned a few days ago, a Venezuelan migrant uh, was charged with sexual assault also of a 14-year-old girl. I got to tell you, Dawn, I'm not blaming the Athens mayor, but you got to come up to that podium with a better presentation than you did yesterday. That came off completely tone deaf. And those people that were there for that press conference, I mean, they were they were getting close to the point where they looked like they wanted to riot. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. Well, you know, let's let's remind you in in Chester County, we talked about this at the time uh, in Chester County. Uh, Danilo Cavalcante was convicted of murdering a woman, stabbing her to death in front of her kids. I think in part he had had a, a relationship at some point with that woman. Yep. So it was reported on differently because it was viewed as a domestic, which shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't do that, but that's what happens. But I will say to you that at the time there were people in the community saying, hey, you know, she had a protection order against him. And if they had only just deported him back to his home country in South America, where he's also wanted for murder, Mm -hmm. she'd be alive today raising her kids. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about some of the swing states, especially with Georgia being one of the most prominent ones. Think about it right now. Joe Biden and this administration, because of the border, could absolutely lose some of these swing states. I mean, we'll start with Georgia, obviously the Lake and Riley murder. Joe won Georgia by only 11,000 votes. Uh, Trump could easily flip Georgia back to red. Arizona is technically a border state. Joe has an issue there. He only won 2020 by 10,000 votes. Trump could Trump could win Arizona. And we talked about it yesterday that Trump's in a pretty good spot in Michigan, in part because the Muslim community is down on Joe. It's the biggest Muslim state in the country, especially with Dearborn, Michigan. And also it's got a pretty large Jewish population. And they're not happy with Joe right now. 
So two of those three that I just mentioned are, are directly related or indirectly with the border. And obviously they're going to go visit the border today. Trump will be in Eagle Pass. He'll have McDonald's. Joe will go to Brownsville. He'll get a snow cone and we'll assess everything. <laughs> Trump's going to a spot. And think about this, too. Trump is going to a spot that has a, a very high volume of illegal crossings. Joe's going to, like, the uh, the, the PG version of the, the border crisis. Seven border crisis. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Or, or, or seven apprehensions. Right. Whatever, yeah. And the chief of the Border Patrol Union is basically on Trump's side and will be going with Trump, not the current president of the United States. And now, of course, the administration is coming out, Corrine Jean-Pierre telling these sanctuary cities to you know, cooperate with ICE. They know it's a five-alarm fire right now with the border, and they're getting hit in every different direction. And this is what happens when you, you know, negate this for three years to bring in more people, to get more voters, and now they're going to take action and they're going to act like they care. Although I would say I don't think there's a single human being out there that's buying it if they've been paying attention to it. So You know what makes you sick is that the... The violence and the crime rate and the murder rate in Venezuela, and mm-hmm. they've had so much. And I, I think we had mentioned this last week or maybe yesterday morning, but I, I mean, looking at those numbers with the murder rate dropping drastically in Venezuela. I wonder why. Yeah, because they're coming here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we cleaned up our crime problem. We shipped them all to the United States. Oh, my God. It's a, Are you it's a simple math, kidding me? It's a simple math problem. Oh the less God. there are of people, the less the things can go wrong. I got to say this. The border issue, the immigration issue, is such a winning issue for the GOP. Mm-hmm. If, if, if the election were held today on February 29th, 2024... Donald Trump would win because of the I, we don't know what's going to happen eight months from now, seven months from now. The, the, it's 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 a lifetime in politics. We don't know what we don't know. But right now, this is this is such a major winning issue for the GOP. As long as they can keep this momentum going, and I hate to I hate to say it like that because again, we're, we're, talking, about, we're talking about people's lives. Like right. this woman lost her life because for for no reason whatsoever. So, like, I don't want to play politics with people's lives because I despise people that do that. But if you're looking at it from a political strategy, it's 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 a number one. It yeah. really is. No, you're right. I mean, imagine if if the Carvilles of the world and the other who's the other strategist we always uh, quote on this show, uh, from, uh, James Carville, and there's another one that we always talk about, David Axelrod. Axelrod, yeah. Um, imagine if they were Republican strategists. I mean, they would probably echo the same thing that you just echoed right now if they were on that side of the ledger, despite it being a, a tough and, thing to swallow because it is people losing their lives and being snuffed out. And, and by the way, um, RFK Jr. was on with Martha McCallum last night. Hat tip to Mike Opelka. He sent me all the audio. He's, he's actually a fabulous producer. Yes, he is. Uh, um, Good golfer as well. Uh, um, and, and RFK Jr. has taken the exact same, like literally the exact same stance that Donald Trump is. Yeah. So you can tell it's a winning issue. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And all of a sudden, in election year, all of a sudden, the Biden administration cares what's happening at the border. Oh, you know what? After further review, I am expediting the election. The election will be held next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not waiting till November. If we can That'd rush nice. court cases, we can rush elections. Mayor Kale would like that to happen. <laughs> that is correct. It's my first executive order. All right. Uh, so let's get to Trump and Biden from yesterday. We talked about the border, obviously, today, and we will uh, have some reaction to that tomorrow on Friday's show. But uh, a good win, I think, Temporarily for Trump and maybe even long term as the Supreme Court throws a huge wrench into the Trump trial schedule. 
SCOTUS, which, as we know, has three Trump-appointed justices, agreed yesterday to weigh in on whether former President Donald Trump can claim presidential immunity to get out of his federal election interference trial. The court announced in a brief order that it would hear oral arguments and issue a ruling on Trump's presidential immunity claim. But until the Supreme Court does so, the January 6th trial is completely on hold, according to the order. The high court agreed to expedite the case and hear arguments coming up the week of April 22nd. So that's just about seven weeks from now, which is a more than a month after the Super Tuesday primaries. If the Supreme Court quickly decides to reject Trump's bold immunity claim, it may permit a final trial uh, on the election later this summer. But there's no guarantee that a final decision will actually come before November. And uh, former appeals court judge Michael Luddig predicted that it's now probably, quote, unimaginable that Trump will be tried in special counsel Jack Smith's federal election trial before the 2024 election. Trump views the Supreme Court order on Wednesday as a win for now, according to one source telling CNN. So if you if you think about this, I, I can't envision a scenario where this is going to be, be they're going to start it, they're going to conduct it, and they're going to have a verdict before Labor Day. I, I just just no way I see that happening. Could they do this case in the fall? I guess conceivably they could, but I can't imagine sitting down in late September or earlier mid-October, we're four to six weeks out from the election, and he's going to go from Supreme Court case to possibly a debate. Does anybody see that fitting schedule-wise? Now, maybe these guys aren't going to debate. You know, Trump wants to debate, uh, you know, Joe probably can't do the debate physically and mentally, but I just can't see this thing. I, I think it, we, Trump's whole strategy for a lot of these cases has been delay, delay, delay. And I think yesterday in the Tanya Chutkin case that now SCOTUS will rule on, I, I don't see this getting done. And you throw in the Fannie Willis stuff in Georgia for the 2020 case. You throw in Alvin Bragg's case, which is set to start in what, three weeks and that's probably the flimsiest of all the cases. It's also probably the least interesting because it was a misdemeanor that got elevated to a felony. Uh, if you're Trump right now, I think your delay efforts have got to have you relatively comfortable as you wait to see what will happen seven weeks from now. I thought yesterday was a good, was a good day for Trump as far as, as SCOTUS coming out with that. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. So that week of April 22nd, Easter's over, but that's the week of Passover. It's also the Pennsylvania and primary. Primaries week. that Tuesday. Yeah. So I, you know, there, there we go. And then, you know, whether they begin to get the case, I don't know. They're saying maybe they could get a decision by the end of June, but that would be. No. That would be quite speedy. Yeah. <laughs> that I, would be unusually speedy. Julie, Julie Kelly says the earliest <laughs> that the trial could begin in Washington with this time frame would be late October. They're not going to start a trial three weeks before Trump no. goes to I, election day. Never know. I also think that it's like, there is precedent for this because I believe the uh, – the what not Whitewater, Watergate, Watergate. case. Um, I believe they expedited, they expedited that. But I'm not – 
I don't see this. I don't see this happening before the election. And this trial is going to go at least four to six weeks minimum. And it's just it's so it's so funny to me that that they had him uh, in their minds dead to rights, and then this gets this gets delayed. The uh, the Fonnie Willis thing is falling apart because uh, she can't keep it in her pants. <laughs> And and it's just like they're all going by the wayside, and it's 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 really, it's really unbelievable. But say say what you want about Jack Smith and Merrick Garland, and, and we've certainly said plenty. They're not stupid people, so they knew that Trump would try to appeal, 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 delay, delay, delay. They had to sit down as they were strategizing. Okay, we're going to go after Trump. This is what we're going to do. And they sit there and say, okay, well, if we are in Trump's camp and we're Trump's legal team. What's the Trump camp going to do? They're going to keep appealing and try to prolong this as long as possible. So maybe, just maybe, they don't really care one way or the other if they convict him. Maybe they're just so politically motivated that they were hoping that just the mere presence of indictments and court cases would smear him and make him further unelectable in their minds. Yet we have seen the polls every time they go after him. Trump gets stronger in the polls. So that, to me, is where the calculation misfire is. They thought that this would bring him down in the eyes of the public. I think it's either been a non-factor or has only empowered him and made him stronger. Oh, oh it's only empowered him. It's made him like yeah, a martyr. Absolutely. He's the first ever martyr every, to still be alive. Every time he gets indicted, his poll numbers go up. Yep. Yeah. It is it, it is having the opposite effect that they thought it was going to have. Yep. 855-839-1210 if you want to climb in. And then on the Joe Biden front yesterday, the White House comes out and they issue uh, the, fiscal, uh, the official physician to the president physical health summary report, which, oh, by the way, did not include a cognitive test of Joe Biden as the doctor comes out and says, Joe is, quote, a healthy and robust 81-year-old. He can successfully execute the duties of the presidency. President Biden is a healthy, active 81-year-old male who remains fit to successfully execute his duties and to include those as chief executive, head of state, and commander-in-chief. His baseline did not change, hmm. according to this physician. Didn't we say that it would have it would behoove him to if he wants to quell doubt or uh, silence doubt in people's minds about his his cognitive abilities that go take a cognitive test even yes. if even if you don't need right. one. You got nothing to hide. Take it. And by the way, have two or three different physicians on there to all um, implement them mm-hmm. on you, so you can say, hey. Uh, it's not just because you can get it. Look, I'm not I'm not besmirching doctors and I might get in trouble for saying this, but like you, you can you can find a doctor that'll say anything you want to. Yeah, honestly, that's why they have second, really? third and fifth opinions. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, this doctor said that Biden's gait remains stiff. I mean, you hear all of these you you hear about all of these people that have fame and power and they can they can basically go go doctor shopping mm-hmm. you know get prescriptions that they need if they have if they have a problem so yeah there you know there are doctors on the take i'm not saying this guy is yeah. let me let me be clear i'm not saying this guy is but you can you can find a doctor to to say anything you want to if you have enough fame and power i think you just you just look at this though i mean here's the white house you don't trust this administration they don't go ahead with the cognitive test so again if you have nothing to hide what are you scared of right like it's like hey i'm not lying okay we'll take a lie detector test oh i don't take marijuana all right well drop your shorts and pee in a cup and let's find (laughs) out 
You know, it's, it's a pretty simple concept here. Um, but I, I think we all use the eye test, and we see Joe on a somewhat of a daily basis. And maybe he technically doesn't have, from a diagnosis, clinical standpoint, dementia. But to sit there and say he is absolutely physically fit to do the job, if that's the case, then my opinion on the rigors and strain of the presidency as a job just hit an all-time low. They did confirm he had, he's been treated for sleep apnea. Yeah. Which, remember that he had that the marks on his face? Yeah, yeah the CPAP machine. We had talked yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah. There, are new, there are new, better CPAP machines, by the way. I can't Try imagine. one that. of the newer ones. Could you imagine having to wear that thing in bed? By the way, guys, he, I mean, I know everybody knows this, but he's going to be, if he wins a second term, he's going to be 86 at the end of it. I'm not, look, I'm not, people can live into their 90s and be healthy and happy and great. But running the country, I, I would guarantee you any 86-year-old right now or 85-year-old who's listening would say, hey, uh, you know what? I still have all my faculties. I don't know if I can run the country. Probably a bit too much. A little bit too much. Yeah, I would agree. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want to watch Matlock have my dinner at 430. That's right. Listen to Kale and Company. <laughs> I might watch you know Matlock I mean? later tonight. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little me TV. I love me TV. Have lunch, listen to Don Stenslin. You know what I mean? Like, like it's 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 a it's a good life. Exactly right. It's all with it, you know, up on current events, can yep. recite whatever. Yep. But when it comes to running the country, eh, maybe maybe we give it to somebody maybe ten years younger. We mm-hmm. have we have to talk about this further because I got some thoughts on that with Mitch McConnell's retirement, who uh, retired yesterday at the age of eighty two. He will be officially done this fall in November. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We'll come back. I've got the solution for Bud Light. And we'll get to that when we continue. But first, I've got the solution for you. If you're in the market for an SUV, it's the Piazza Auto Group. And we are specifically talking about Piazza Honda. Recently, I checked out their 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. What an awesome SUV. The perfect blend of full-size power, efficiency, and also luxury. The Trail Sport, which has so many remarkable features, like the Cabin Talk PA system, Heated leather wrapped steering wheel, a 245 watt audio system with nine speakers, third row seating. It's got everything that you need for your ever expanding family. And now through the end of February, which by the way is today, you can get a new pilot at 3.9% financing for 48 months at any of their five Piazza Honda locations. Check them out online right now. Find the dealership nearest you, PiazzaHonda.com. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, you can watch the show on YouTube, 855-839-1210 to climb in. Cutchy coming up, 745. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. We're going to get to Mitch McConnell in the second hour. Uh, we also have all sorts of updates. Uh, we have Wendy's to get to. Uh, we also have this amazing story from Chick-fil-A with the New York Times. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but the first company I do want to address as we wrap up the hour here is Bud Light. Wall Street Journal yesterday came out with the latest uh, data following the football season and also following the Super Bowl. If you recall, Bud Light threw a bunch of money at Peyton Manning and a bunch of guys, guys throughout the football season and also spent a lot of money, I believe well over $30 million on uh, Super Bowl commercials just about a month ago. And it hasn't worked. They are still down. 30% 
year over year for the week ending February 17th. So these numbers, just about 12 days old. And we are now coming up, believe it or not, this is how quickly life flies by. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of that debacle where Bud Light rolled out Dylan Mulvaney for March Madness. Think about that. And we've seen so many updates and so many stories and people that have shared their opinion. But it's I'm at the point now where one year later, if you're not back to where you were before, you might never come back. So I, I've got the solution, and I want to throw this out to the audience. I think, and Dawn, this... This, this this is a trigger point for me because you mentioned something months ago, how Bud Light could reclaim their market share by doing grassroots mm-hmm. local advertising. I remember you saying that specifically. So here's what I, I am going to speak on behalf of this program right now. And I hope there's an Anheuser-Busch or whoever in Bev, whoever actually owns Bud Light nowadays. Here's what I am saying. Ask yourself this if you are Bud Light. Would your customers, your base, would they rather have a beer? With Dylan Mulvaney or Nick Kale? The answer is <laughs> Nick Kale. Okay. Would Bud Light consumers rather have a beer with Dylan Mulvaney or Greg Stocker? The answer is Greg Stocker. Would they rather have a cold one with Dylan Mulvaney or Don Stensland? Ah, uh, yes. Don Stensland, hands down. So Bud, La- Bud Light, and also, by the way, according to the Wall Street Journal, Budweiser has also taken a bit of a hit here. So it's not just specifically the Bud Light I brand. Know. I will bring, this show will lift Bud Light back up into the sales projections that they need to hit. So I am telling all of the executives out there, with Odyssey Sales and Bud Light, let's get a Bud Light situation here. I want a deal, I want a a, a gathering, a party, a kale and company, Bud Light, and I guarantee you that I can get their market share, and this will be a trend. We will be the launch point. Talk radio stations around the country will see what Kale & Company did, and they will get on the bandwagon. I believe we can save Bud Light. I believe talk radio can. Because this is the audience that they offended. This is the audience that they triggered. And with the boycott that happened, most common-sense adults that probably consumed Bud were probably skewing conservative, probably skewing Republican, and probably listened to talk radio. I will take, I will take one for the team. Would you? I will save Bud Light. Yes, I will. Yes, I like I will. it. Are you with me? Who's with me? Follow Let's us. go. <laughs> Follow us to freedom. There you go. All right. So Bud Light, hopefully you can figure it out here as you approach your one-year anniversary of putting out a dude who pretends to be a female oh, drinking boy. beer. <laughs> oh, boy. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Don't mess with a man's beer. I, you know, my old man was a Bud He was a Bud you Light know? guy. He loved a good Bud Light and a good Budweiser. Jimmy uh, Jimmy has a has a decent idea on the YouTube chat. He says repackage and mar- remarket it as Bud Zero. <laughs> no, seriously, make it take take Bud Light out of it and make it something else. Could do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just a simple color, co- co- the color of the can, change yeah, yeah. up the uh, the packaging, now yeah. do something. I think they get Tone Luke, you know, oh. Sheena was a man, like, <laughs> just make a play. I love that song, <laughs> Tone Luke. By the way, Tone Luke was in, uh, he was in Ace Ventura. Oh, here we go. Uh, with and with the, with the, with the with just terrible and, and with a banger, right? Oh, so you got to wrap up strong. Yeah, you do. All right, 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And then who will replace Mitch McConnell? I've got three names, but also I think we need to revisit this whole age limit concept when we talk about our elected officials. We'll get to that as we kick off hour two. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day. Nick Dawn and Greg. What's on the cut sheet coming up? 745. The end of an era for Mitch McConnell. Very, very busy time of the year. Busy days, busy weeks. Both President Biden and President Trump heading to the southern border today. Although I think from what I have seen timeline-wise, Trump was the first to announce that he was going to the southern border. Joe Biden and this administration announcing it somewhat quickly after Donald Trump. By the way, this will only be the second ever border visit for Joe Biden in his three plus years in the White House. 855-839-1210. What better time to do it than an election year? Yeah, you might as well, yeah, right? You exactly. go to the, you go to East uh, Palestine, yep. you go to the uh, border, just go so, everywhere that you've neglected. It's so transparent. It is so transparent. <laughs> it's unreal. All right, let's get to the news. Round number two at 702, the great Don Stensland. And good morning on this Last day of February, happy leap day, February 29th. We are at 30 degrees. We've actually dipped down a little bit with the wind and the cold front moving through, not a cloud in the sky. So I'll tell you about the drastic changes in the forecast. But if you're just getting up, you, uh, you will notice when you step outside about 35 degrees colder than it was yesterday afternoon. So you want to bundle up. We are sponsored this morning by Wawa in the news, and we have a lot going on. So first and foremost, we do have a reward of a reward, and the search continuing with now the U.S. Marshals, as well as Philadelphia Police, ramping up this search and efforts to capture an escaped uh, accused criminal in Philadelphia. Here we go again with a search for an escapee. This is Aleem Borden, 29 years old, quite a rap sheet. And they've put out the tips number, 866-865-TIPS. Authorities say that he got the handcuffs off. He had been arrested last week for allegedly stealing a vehicle, not the first time he's accused of such a crime. They've now upped the situation, saying that he is considered armed and dangerous. So that's the latest from U.S. Marshals and Philadelphia Police with a cash reward as well. Looks like a $25,000 cash reward, U.S. Marshals um, and police offering that one. In one spot, it said $2,500 cash reward. NBC reporting $25,000 cash reward. Yeah, throwing an extra zero is a big difference, right? I'm just going to report both because if you help catch him, you know, he is a quick little guy. But I just want to put that out there. But the U.S. Marshals office put in their tweet, it says, 2500 Do you have to pay taxes on these rewards if you win the reward? Oh, that's a great question. I've always wondered that. I would hope not, but I'm assuming you do. Probably. You tax everything. That's a great question. Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. But this guy, um, an escapee, and the latest was he's all over the city. They have him on surveillance video, and that has gone viral. But he was running with his handcuffs. He was cuffed behind his back. Then he obviously got the cuffs off. There are some suspects being questioned who aided, allegedly aided and abetted him. And the story was overnight that they had him cornered, but he jumped down and dropped down about 30-plus feet of an embankment. Yeah, he's flying off of rooftops. <laughs> he's like a villain in Gotham City on the loose. That's what he thinks. 
Well, Philadelphia Police Department increasing efforts to get ATVs and dirt bikes off the streets. That's a big headline this morning as well, and a popular one at that. They've been a real nuisance and caused a lot of accidents and injuries as well. So this is a new task force that has officially taken effect. Also, I want to point out that there's news that Philadelphia City Council member at large, Nicholas O'Rourke, is now tapped to deliver the Working Family Party's response to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address next week. Hmm. So O'Rourke says he wants to convey the values and concerns of uh, and the needs of the working class people in Philadelphia and all across the country. And that includes concerns, he says, about immigration, access to health care and housing. So the Working Families Party has helped to, you know, except for one, pretty much one position, snuff out the Republican Party. They're far left progressive. Remember, a long time, you know, some of the long, long time um, Democrat, you know, power brokers in Philadelphia behind the scenes working against the Working Families Party saying that this is not good for Philadelphia. They're not part of the traditional Mm -hmm. Democrat Party. So this is who's delivering that alter view. I remember chatting with Sam Oropesa about what he was facing from this party and the pushback. So, yeah, you're you're all over it for sure. Yeah. So um, we have that going on. Uh, There's a lot of news swirling around Josh Shapiro as he is now setting up a task force to make to ensure election integrity in Pennsylvania for next November. So we're looking into that. Just checking out what that means, you know, what exactly that means, but tapping into a task force, creating that for election integrity. Yeah, and if you can't join the task force, as we gave you that email yesterday from a listener at local precincts, you could be a deputy constable (laughs) on election day for the primaries and in the general. We've talked a lot of this morning about, uh, you know, Senator Mitch McConnell, Kentucky GOP uh, Senate leader, Many people were surprised with his emotional speech and saying that he uh, read the writing on the wall as far as this is uh, Trump, you know, this is Trump's party now. And so just turned 82 years young Mm -hmm. and says it's time to go. And he didn't freeze up for 20 seconds yesterday either, which is very good. A good workout of Mitch, as we know, his his health had been in question a little bit the last couple of years. And I think the takeover is now complete. If you think about it. it, this is the party of Trump. In a matter of a year, McCarthy, McDaniel, McConnell, bing, bang, boom, gone, out, done. (laughs) And speaking of Trump, I'll just headline these. We've talked about the Supreme Court agreeing to review whether or not uh, former President Donald J. Trump is immune from prosecution in federal election alleged interference cases. That one will go to the court uh, the week of Passover and the Pennsylvania primary, the week of April 22nd. And also that real life soap opera is unfolding in Georgia where we're learning new details about the love life of the prosecutor who loves to hate on Trump. This is a second round of testimony from a star witness. A lot of contradictions swirling around the timeline of Fanny, Fanny Willis, and her front zipper dress, and Nathan Wade's relationship. <laughs> and dun, Nathan's dun, dun. divorce lawyer, Terrence Bradley. Yes. There, you know, of, of all three of them, the only one that really had anything to say that was trying to fire off their defense in, in a fast fashion was Fanny, right? Like, Nathan Wade, last week, he's just staring up into the heavens looking for the answers. Terrence Bradley had nothing to offer. <laughs> 
These guys have all been exposed. You can't make this stuff up. No, it's unbelievable. You know? It's, it's, this has got to be like a Netflix 10-part series. <laughs> and you know what? You wouldn't even have to hire the actors. You, to your point, you could just show all the yeah. show all the players, yep. right? So we've got that going on. We talked earlier this morning, if you if you missed it, sad news. Richard Lewis, one of America's most beloved, revered stand-up comics, who, of course, is playing a fictionalized version of himself on HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, has died. Died last night at his home in Los Angeles after suffering a heart attack. He was 76, and he had announced back last April that he had been living with Parkinson's disease. Yeah, it's very sad. I'm getting a lot of feedback from the, the top five HBO shows of all time that I put out on Twitter. A lot of people, and I don't watch this show, but I'm almost certain, Stalker, this is your show, what? Succession. Oh uh, yes, uh, uh, yeah. Is, I'm sorry. Succession, Succession is 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 that one? Would you say is that in your top five? Well, I'm uh, I'm going to give a controversial take uh, at seven ten in the morning. Uh, I think the I think the wire is really overrated, and I think it's a terrible show. Terrible or overrated? No, it's a terrible show. I couldn't make it through two episodes of the wire. Wow. Yeah. See, I go Sopranos yeah. one. The wire. Sopranos. Two. Sopranos started everything. Yeah. So Sopranos has to be number one. Um. But yeah, no, I can't do the wire. Hey, just, well, yeah, promote your Twitter feed right now. At <laughs> <laughs> Greg Stocker, if you want to hate me. Or just hate me on the YouTube uh, chat, which is what most people do. So Greg will not get pizza and watch The Wire. Game of Thrones is one of my favorites. Again, I just... I loved I just, Rome. Not my, Rome? Not my genre of show, About but I respect it. Ten minutes in, there's a flying dragon, and I'm just like, I can't do flying dragons. I, I think, I, bo- I I think Boardwalk Empire, vastly underrated. Yeah. Steve agree. Steve yeah. Buscemi playing um, Nucky Thompson. Uh, it is. It's, like, if you would have told, told me... slow. It was slow, yeah. and it was five years, but it was yeah. a slow build. But if you would have told me that Steve Buscemi, after seeing him in all those Adam Sandler movies, would play a mobster, I'd yeah. be like, no way. Let the hate... Begin. I know. Yes. Boardwalk Empire, and because it's Atlantic City, we know Atlant. We know AC. Yeah. It's sort of like blue cheese salad dressing when you're a kid. You don't like it at first, and now you love it. Yes, that's, that's right. The, the 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 maturation process is ranch to blue cheese, <laughs> not the other way around. Adults with ranch, red flag. So we talked earlier about the reboot of the Naked Gun franchise. Liam Neeson is going to do it. They're moving forward (laughs) at Paramount. Everybody on the YouTube chat is saying that that I'm dead to them. Wait, wait. (laughs) Liam Neeson? Liam Liam Neeson. Neeson. Is is re- is going to play Leslie Nielsen? Okay, I just want to make sure that it wasn't like we mixed the names up. No, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson playing Leslie Nielsen's old role. Yeah. Yeah. No. And the release date is July of 2025. And Nick will be dead by then. Yeah, I'll either be dead by then or they'll cancel it before then. <laughs> One of two is a lock. And by the way, they're going to do, there are some other remakes I'll tell you about. Paw Patrol 3. Oh, great. My son loves Paw I know. I, that's just for you. Uh, My kids loved Paw Patrol. Oh, God. Everything's Paw Patrol. Yeah, I, I avoided that show. There was plenty of shows Girls I didn't too. avoid, but there, that okay. one was not in the rotation thing. I love Paw Patrol. And then, um, and then, what's the other one? Oh, isn't there a, a Mutant Ninja Turtle remake as well? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Teenage really? Teen Mutant. Yeah, thank you. Wow, might have to watch that. <laughs> did you Did you yeah, love as, the... as, as a kid? Absolutely. Who was your favorite, Leonardo? Oh, or... No, Raphael. I Raphael. was I was the red guy with the nun, uh, not the nunchucks, the, uh, the little like knives. I liked uh, I liked Michelangelo because yeah. you know he was the surfer dude. Yeah, yeah. and he ate pizza a lot. Pizza. Yeah, gotta love Michelangelo. But so. Michelangelo does not believe pizza's fast food, so. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, speaking of food, we are sponsored by Wawa this morning. Wawa's new snack and go wraps make any time snack time. Wawa does have pizza, but remember, it's after 4 p.m., okay? But in this case, the new snack and go wraps make any anytime snack time. Try a built to order snack and go wrap today. Snack and go wraps today. Flavors like buffalo or honey hot chicken, honey hot chicken. Only $2.49. You got to have a Wawa. Forecast today, sunny skies. We only reach 44 degrees. Tomorrow, we move into the 50s with a sunshine. Saturday, we continue that warm-up. However, the rain moves in for your Sunday. Definitely the better weekend day for outdoors. 62 degrees and sunny for your Saturday. Kill and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. We will get to Mitch McConnell in the next segment because I've got a lot of thoughts on who I would like to see replace him. And also, I've kind of changed my tune on the age limit. Uh, We've been talking about should there be an age limit to run for president or be the Speaker of the House or in politics in general. We'll get to all of that and we'll have a good 10 minutes on that. But I just want to update people real quick. We talked about that Wendy's story yesterday with the Uber-style price surge. Apparently, Wendy's has faced a lot of pushback and a lot of blowback so now they're scrambling to quote uh, clarify their plans for quote dynamic pricing and it claims that it won't raise menu prices during peak hours the burger giant ceo kirk tanner had to come out and talk about this dynamic pricing and uh, the new boards that they were rolling out that they were going to say uh all this digital stuff that they were promoting should further increase supporting sales and profit growth across the system so this guy kirk Tanner, as well as Wendy's spokesperson, Heidi Shower, not to be confused with our buddy Heiner Schneid from Bud Light, uh, to clarify, Wendy's will not be implementing surge pricing, which is the practice of raising prices when demand is highest. We didn't use that phrase, nor do we plan to implement that practice. Shower added that there are, quote, no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. That is after the chain earlier this week said in a statement that, quote, dynamic pricing can allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with price pricing, motivate customers to visit and provide them with the food they love at a great value. Asked point blank on Monday about this, they said, quote, we will test a number of features that we think will provide an enhanced customer and crew experience. We don't have any additional information to share at this time here's the question you ask them is my burger going to cost six dollars and 29 cents around the clock yeah or will it be cheaper or more expensive at different times it's a yes or no question Mm -hmm. will my dave single with cheese be the same price 24 7 and yet they can't definitively give you that answer so they give you a bunch of corporate jargon that you would get in an email release that you would delete upon immediately receiving on your phone of course you don't do that here no. <laughs> read everything man you kidding me inbox is clean it's pristine 855-839-1210 the number all right mitch mcconnell he's out it's the end of an era where do we go from here we're back after this on kale and company my kitchen is the heart of my home if your kitchen or bath is outdated you need kitchen magic they're local pennsylvania family owned and operated since 1979 their experienced team has transformed more than 60,000 spaces so a dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on all your choices for refacing custom cabinets the backsplash the counters 
So do you want to go with the kind of the white look and the white, or do you want to go with the dark, the Uba tube? Like I have an Uba tube at the darker with the darker cabinets, but I'm, I'm really dreaming and lusting after the white cabinets. So you have to think about the contrast and that's where the design consultant, they're going to work with you on all of that. And what about a tub shower conversion, that outdated bathroom that you're just embarrassed about? Why not choose Kitchen Magic? They do the tub shower conversions too. You're going to get exactly what you want. It comes with an industry-leading warranty. And right now, Kitchen Magic is offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your entire remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com. I love to see all the before and afters. They're beautiful. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So if you are keeping track, Kevin McCarthy, bye-bye. Ronna McDaniel, so long. And Mitch McConnell, the trifecta is complete. Donald Trump's takeover of the Republican Party officially complete yesterday as Mitch McConnell stepping down as the Republican leader. He will walk away from leadership coming up in November. Uh, who Mitch just turned 82 years old last week. Longtime guy, longest serving party leader in Senate history, the Republican from Kentucky, as he walked in in 1985. I mean, that's... Pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, and look, I think a lot of people have soured on the old guard and the old vision for the Republican Party. Certainly, um, in the last eight years, uh, the exhaustion and fatigue of the rhinos of the party and the uniparty and things like that. So, um, you know, you think about his career. I was reading a little bit about last night, and it happened before I was born when Mitch McConnell really went to bat for free speech against the FCC. I think it was 1981, 1982. Uh, but he will be done in November. Uh, Politico wrote a piece, uh, you know, talking about the succession plan. There's three guys that come to mind for me uh, in no specific order, but my top three would be Josh Hawley from Missouri, J.D. Vance from Ohio, or Tim Scott from South Carolina. I think all three of them would be fantastic. I'd have no issue with any of those guys. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think any of us saw Mike Johnson taking over for Kevin McCarthy when he took over as the Speaker of the House, but uh, we'll see how that plays out as we get closer to the fall when Mitch steps aside. No, I would love Senator Rand Paul. That, yeah, I was just going to say I, that. I, I saw that a lot there. of people yeah. talking about RFK that. Jr., how about that, endorsed Rand Paul to take over. Wow. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I, know I, would, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, I love what he's done against Fauci. So, I, yeah, so add him to my list. you got to have somebody who knows. I think, you know, T- Senator Tim Scott, you know, he's a good guy, but I don't know that he's as, as experienced. You have to know the ins and outs. I think you need somebody who's been around longer. And so, but I, they're saying the leading contender is uh, Senator John Thune, who... I know, like, last week, he he just, within the p- past days, endorsed Trump. Mm-hmm. To me, he's kind of a never-Trumper, and I think yeah. you don't want that. Remember, Rand Paul fairly recently came out, never Nikki, came out for Trump. Mm-hmm. I just think you want some party unity. He's 61 years old. That's Rand Paul. I believe Tim Scott's in his late 50s. I want to say 58 or 59 
Josh Hawley, J.D. Vance, both younger, I believe in their 40s, um, which kind of leads me to where I wanted to go with this as far as Mitch McConnell's age. I mean, if you think about this, 82 years old, the guy has been in politics for over four decades. And I was thinking about this yesterday. We have a minimum in the United States. To be the president of the United States, to run for president, you have to be at least 35. And my stance on the upper limit for age has always been, I don't think you can just necessarily throw out a specific number because everybody ages differently. I would also say everybody matures differently. Not all 35-year-olds are mature, right? Like, technically, you could run for president at 35, and there's some guys that are 35 going on 60, like yours truly was. And then there's some 35-year-olds out there that still act like they're 24 fresh out of college. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about this. Let's come up with a number. Can we agree on a common ground to be... In, and I'm not talking about just the president. I'm talking about being the, the head of the Senate, being the head of Congress, or even maybe just being in politics in general. What about this? I'm going to go with an age cap of 70 years old. And oh, I, know, wow. I, know, I know, Stalker, you're like, you know, 70s. Well, this is going to go over well. Yes. So here's all the, here's all, it's bad take we continue <laughs> on Kale and Company. You know what? This just blows my, you know, my. Yes, I'm bailing you out of the blazing saddles. You're bailing me out. Yes, you're, you're officially off the scale. Well, well I, I started it with my bad take on The Wire is a terrible series. And, and your then, pizza position. And you are you're gonna take it over over the uh finish line with yes. this with this yep. take. So here you go. Age cap of seventy years no. old. By the way, when, this is unconstitutional. You, yeah, you know that, right? That's completely it's fine. It's unconstitutional. So it would mean discrimination. You, if you have the potential to serve two terms, you would be done with office and no longer uh eligible at seventy eight years you're, old. You're talking about term limits, that's a good thing. You're talking yes. about term limits. Term limits, but I'm saying the age at 70 years old, it's that's it. I don't once we get to 78 years old. So if you're 71, if you're 74, if you're 77, if you're 81, ineligible. Well, then the guy that you're you're going to vote for president uh, for in um, yeah. in a couple months. That's correct. You wouldn't. But you this wouldn't. would not be enacted in time. <laughs> so so he gets the pass. Well, but, but after this, and, and to be fair, Biden does as well. By, you know, this obviously would not go into effect until whenever. But, and this, this is just fantasy world I'm living in. Yeah. But the reason I say this is I want, you, I want you to think about businesses. Most corporations we have seen, when you get into your 60s, they try to phase you out as like a CEO, right? Like they want to go younger. If they th- do, and I know somebody who this happened to, yes. and he won his federal lawsuit. Right. I'm not he won saying, a I, huge... I, not no. saying it's valid okay. or illegal, but this but this happens, <laughs> it's right? It's discrimination. You, this happens, right? To your point, it does. It, to your point, look at the difference between Trump. You don't, when you look at Donald J. Trump, and if you, if you didn't know his age, mm-hmm. if you did not know his age, would you guess... That the guy is going to be 78 if this I, June? If, if I would just look at Trump, I would say, like, 68 would be my... Like, so you I, just proved my point. Okay. I mean, that that's just it. Here, and yeah. then it depends if it depends on your DNA. But see, we it can't depends on it. your lifestyle. It depends yeah. if you're female or male. Yeah, but we can't have it both ways. We can't sit here and bicker and complain about all these fossils in government. Mitch McConnell... Diane Feinstein, Joe Biden, Republican Democrat, these lifelong swamp creatures that go in there with eight bucks in their pocket and they walk out worth $22 million. Like, I mean, term limits. Okay, that's fine. Uh, there's got to be, so, we need some sort of solution. 
whether it's term age, limits, term limits, I, like, I just, not I'm, age. I'm done with these people. With all, <laughs> with all due respect, and Mitch McConnell, like you know, towards the end of his run in the last seven, eight years, you know, he's he's been a, a shell of himself. But he seems like a genuinely respectable Southern gentleman. I don't have any ill will towards Mitch McConnell. But we got to do something about this. Our, way, our politics are just so bad in this country. By the way, RFK Jr., who could bench press you, is mm-hmm. seventy-one years old. Yeah. So, so the, it's just it's that's an absurd, it's an absurd limit to say age. It has to be mental, mental faculty. But we're never going to be able to. do So we're just going to do it on a case by case disqualification basis. Yes, yes, that's America. <laughs> that that's. You know, you're talking about age discrimination, which is a big thing. Well, but it, couldn't but, I argue you're being discriminated against if you can't run for president until you're 35? I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy is what 38 years old. I mean, you know, technically, obviously, he's eligible. He's just over the threshold. But age, like, I got a tweet from Hasn't Been Sober. He goes, "If you can't be president until 35, you shouldn't be able to vote until you're 35." Like, that's a ridiculous take, right? Like, to me, if you're able to go and die for your country in the military at 18, you should be mm-hmm. able to vote. You should be able to have your, you know, your, your know what chopped off. In nobody's, the going, nobody's going to die for their country. We don't have a draft anymore. No, my, my, no, but if you're 18 and you enlist and you get sent over to the Middle East or something and you die. Yes. To me, you should be able to vote at 18. I don't, by the way, I don't kind of, I don't disagree with the 35 thing. I, I don't think that you know what you're doing. If Look, if you're in the military or you're, you know, you're fighting for our country. Then yes, we should give you an exception. Let me ask you this: Would you rather have a thirty-two-year-old president or ninety-year-old Diane Feinstein in in um? Well, that's in the, that's a bad that's a yeah. bad comparison because no, it's the oranges extreme, and apples. It's the extremes of both. I don't no, want a she, 30, she's not president. She never was. I don't want a thirty-two-year-old Gen Zer because I because I see what they but but like you see somebody like Vivek who's thirty-eight and he's built like, a company. He's brilliant. He, exactly. So so. It, the age thing is just ridiculous. Okay. It, it's a case-by-case basis. Okay. Case-by-case it is. By the way, Liam Neeson, <laughs> who we just talked about, not Naked Leslie, Gun. Not Leslie Nielsen. Right. Yeah. Who's, who will be replacing, I guess, Leslie. 71 years old. 71. 71. And just launching you know, this the, new career move at 71. By the way, guys, Nick Kale, uh, there is a poll uh, up right now. Should 70 years old be phased out in government? It's fifty fifty right now. It's not a terrible take. It is a terrible take. I, I mean, we 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 can't have it both ways. We can't. Oh, he's got to go. No, how dare you? That's ageist. You're you're having both sides. I have Term a, limits. I have a seventy one year old neighbor who um, I left for work this morning at four thirty a.m. and he and he was out walking his dog at four thirty in the morning. God like, bless I, him. I'm just I'm just saying like these. There's seventy five year olds, eighty year olds that could probably run circles around me. It's not an age thing. It's about mental fitness. Gre- uh, Road Warrior says, Greg, your bad hot take is a psyop to take the heat off of Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love Road Warrior. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, he eight, busts balls like the best of them. He does, man. Yeah. And he comes at me hard. Oh, he does, of yeah. course. 855 <laughs> But I drove past him on the bike ride, so it's all good. <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, we've got an update on free speech locally at Lower Marion High School. Okay. It's Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. America's number one sports book is right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live, same game parlays, exclusive props, 
and so much more. I love the FanDuel app. It's my go-to app as far as when I want to just see who's playing tonight. Honestly, you can you you can go to the app and look up games and see if there's anything you want to wager on. Make these uh, make this 76ers season a little bit more interesting when there's money on the line. I love the FanDuel app. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook. The official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NBA. 21 and over. President PA. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The free Odyssey app live on YouTube. 855-839-1210. Still about a day and a half of shows worth to go, and you can still win the bis. Probably the worst take of the week. You know what we should do? That should be a Friday <laughs> segment. Worst take of the week. I like it. We'll just chronicle it. We'll document it. We'll jot it down on a notepad, and then Friday we'll we'll kind of uh, vote on who had the worst opinion of the week. All right, wait. Hang on. Let's take notes here. <laughs> because your, your take can be bad, Uh-oh. but it's always welcome because we encourage free speech. Dawn Stenslin. Blazing Saddles did not age well. Blazing Saddles. Yourself. <laughs> Blazing Saddles did not age well. Greg Stalker, pizza is fast food. Yep. Greg Stalker, The Wire was a terrible show. Yes. And Nick Kale. Ice cream is overrated. Ugh. And um, my age yeah. take for political office. Let's, uh, Phil, put up a... Put up a poll question and see which one is the worst take. <laughs> Who had the worst take of the week? Mine will probably still win. It will. Absolutely. <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Absolutely. No, I, everybody. Actually, actually, I think Nick's uh, seven-year-old uh, take is the worst <sighs> one of the week. But. That's fine. I can take the heat. Well, I'm going to mitigate it. Here's what I will say about, <laughs> about your take. Is that what I think could happen is that for certain jobs, mm-hmm. whether it's um, president, senate, lawmaker... Or let's say public service jobs, mm-hmm. um, law enforcement, firefighter, district attorney, district. Well, district attorney, any job, okay. any job. A, could a company or a government say you have to take a physical mental health acuity test and you have to pass that as part of the job? Starting at a certain age? No, okay. I would. I would. I think. I think that you could actually get away with because. I mean, private companies right now do drug testing. You know, you sign a contract, and that's if the, if your union negotiates it, or if you personally, you know, accept those terms, mm-hmm. then you know you you'll be drug tested, or you have to pass a physical, or that sort of thing. Yeah, Don, uh, we're going to need you to pee in a cup at the end of the uh, show today. Just... <laughs> I've listen. I've had at one point CBS News was was uh, drug testing employees, um, new employees. Really? Really? So, yes, I had to go to, this was years ago, but I went to the doctor and they they do, you know, the drug test. They were just doing that at the time. I don't know if there was like a real problem with employees. It was just their screening. By the way, if if I've never been drug tested here, nobody's going to get drug tested. I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever been submitted to a drug test in any any profession, radio or not. Really? I have no problem. Really? Not, never. Actually, I take that back. The six months that I worked for Northampton County Juvenile Detention. Oh. When I was a detention officer. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. So, but the bottom line is, if you agree to it, if you're in the private sector and, or your union does or what have you, then I have no problem with that. And even... 
you know, to the point of saying with Joe Biden, the presidents, they get to choose whether or not they have the mental acuity test or not. Yeah. So I think it, it could be standard. I think that would be fantastic. I believe in term limits, so I like that idea. But as far as just doing age cutoffs, no, I don't. I think that that would be challenged in the courts, and obviously it would lose, and and rightly so, because there are people, if you start looking up people, you'll be surprised at how many. I was even looking up the stats of how many people over the age of 70 right now are in the workforce. Mm-hmm. So it looks like about one in 10. Yeah are in there well into their 70s, and particularly because of Bidenomics. I was just going to say, you can't afford to retire right You cannot now. afford it, right. and you've lost, for the average person, let's say you've worked you know, 30, 40 years, and you had a million dollars, you've lost, just during Biden's term, about a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, it's very interesting. total nest egg. Yeah, I mean, there, and there are just some people that uh, you can't fill up the hours of their day and they never technically fully retire. See, that's not going to be me. Like, I'm not going to stick around. Even if, if, if I'm lucky enough to do this show on this station for 25 years, like, I'm not going to be one of these talk show hosts that sticks around well past. Like, when I'm done, I'm done. When I feel it coming, I, I'm not going to be one of those guys that does, like, a, a year-long retirement tour. Like, none of that stuff. Like, when I'm done, like, Man. if I hit, like, 63 and I'm not dead yet and I'm still here, that's it. 63? 63. Well, I mean, tragically, Hold your parents died in their 50s. Yeah. And so... Yeah. You know that's that's. So what, you're a goner in like yeah. ten years. Yeah, no, I, I, I might I might do a little part time work. To the doctor in my seventies, like I'll be a starter at a golf course one day a week. Yeah, I may I just hassle all these young people. But let's be honest, Nick, you didn't you didn't take a physical until Don Stenzel shamed you into doing it, right? I, yes, get to the doctor. Yes, yeah, I did not take. take a, I didn't take a physical until January of this year. Wow. But yeah. you think about more and more people are living longer and taking care of themselves, and you think of. I mean, think about even, I think of QC Kinetics. Think of all the stuff that's out there. Supplements. People are doing the, uh, what's it called? Hydration therapy, the peptides. It's amazing stuff. And a lot of times people look at a Tom Brady and go, wow, this guy is playing at the highest level. And I know that he, you know, had great blockers and whatever, but still, well, I have no doubt that he's doing all of that and more well, he, that's legal. Yeah, he took, I mean, that that guy ate clean. I mean, he legitimately treated his body like his temple. You know, Which like we the, all should. Yeah. But, Nick, he did more than just not eat tomatoes. Oh, of course. Like he, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, <laughs> not, he's not just using avocado oil and pink Himalayan <laughs> right. sea salt. Right. Uh, come on. I yeah. mean, and so now we know all of that, and those types of clinics that are specialty clinics they're popping up everywhere because yeah. people are realizing, oh, I take, you know, the hydration therapy, get some peptides in me, mm-hmm. collagen, and you're looking, you're living longer, you're healthier, your joints are healthy. It's like, it's kind of a, the fountain of youth or, uh, you know, it's it's a miracle for a yep. lot of people. By the way, YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. If you're watching right now, please hit the like button. If you have not done so, please hit the subscribe button. Please, please, please hit the subscribe button. I want to get to 6,000 uh, subscribers. Uh, the poll up right now, who had the worst take? <laughs> Nick Age, Dawn Blazing Saddles, Greg Fast Food, and then an other um, I would have done Greg Wire because I think that's a worse take than the fast food. But okay, you can only do four choices mm-hmm. right now. Dawn and Nick are are neck and neck <laughs> with the worst take. Dawn is is right now at forty one percent. Nick at thirty. Uh, Greg Fast Food eighteen. Other at eleven. And remember, folks, on this program, Kale and Company, we're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, sixty percent of the time. <laughs> 
Who uh, is cutting all of these for you? And I'm going to fire them. It's Floater Jim. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Jim. Okay. All right. We'll get to Kellogg's. We'll get to Chick-fil-A in the New York Times. I also want to get to this uh, Philadelphia Inquirer column on Lower Marion High School and free speech and censorship. Very fascinating story. We'll get to that after the cut sheet. But right now, it is time. 746. Ooh. What's on the cut sheet? What's on the cut sheet on this? What's today? Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it is brought to you by, by Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. They strive to do what is right. They work hard to match you with the perfect Volvo and always go the extra mile for their customers. Judith Yosef and the entire team look forward to meeting you. Check them out at Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. By the way, uh, this might be the first leap year edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. Woo-hoo! I think we did it. I don't. I don't know if we did it four years ago. I, I don't think we did. That would have been. I mean, think about it. Four years ago, you were right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. So this will be the first leap year edition of what's on the cut sheet. So let's make it a good one, shall we? All right. I played. Uh, I teased this earlier, and hat tip to my buddy Michael Pelka, who's becoming uh, the best producer on this radio station we have. Just. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Boys, that's a challenge I in the kid, back. That's I a kid. challenge. Step up the game. Relax, everybody, relax. He, so he was on with, uh, with Martha McCallum last night, and to show you how important and 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 popular the immigration issue is right now with voters, mm-hmm. somebody who is as, in my opinion, as liberal as RFK Jr. is, and he is, by the way, everything but but the vaccine issue. He's very liberal, mm-hmm. and I just want to make one point and free speech too. I want to make one point, too, that the whole anti-vax movement actually started on the left. It was liberal. It was liberal, crunchy granola mothers in in Southern California and Anaheim and that that won't that weren't getting their kids vaccinated because it was a natural man. It wasn't Mm. this. So that anti-vax movement started on the left. So that's kind of where he's coming from on this. Um, But his take on the border, Ukraine. And what should happen to um, illegal immigrants who come into this country and commit a crime is right out of Donald Trump's playbook. Okay. And I think it's interesting that he's taking these uh, these uh, stances. Uh, this is RFK Jr. with, RF, uh, with Ma- Martha McCallum last night. Let me ask you this. With regard to the border, there is a battle on Capitol Hill right now that conservatives, many conservatives believe that you should secure the border before you send another dollar to help Ukraine. Do you agree with that? I mean, I think the Ukraine war should be ended. And I think I I wouldn't necessarily couple those issues, but I think the Ukraine war is a war of choice, um, that it's a war that's easily settled, Mm -hmm. and that we should not be spending any more money in Ukraine. We need that money here. Do you believe that any person who has crossed the border and commits a crime should be deported from this country? Of course. Of course they should be deported. And the major thing is to shut down the border, which we can do pretty much overnight. And that, you know, through a combination of policy of reinstating the Migrant Protection Act, which which requires people who are coming through with asylum claims that their case be adjudicated in Mexico, not the United States. Um, we should end the catch and release program and, and have a catch and return program at the border. And build a uh, wall? 
We need the wall. We need, you know, wow. we need a physical barrier as a wall oh in the urban areas and places where migrants can disappear very quickly. And then we need other infrastructure, including monitoring, uh, long-range cameras, lights, fences, and a lot of the other areas. You don't need to put a wall 2,200 miles from Brownsville, Texas, to San Diego, but you need monitoring systems. And we had those in place, and the Biden administration dismantled them. Wow. It's very, very, I mean, he almost echoed Trump to a T. And, you know, forget Trump for a moment. It's not some radical right-wing, it's just a common sense approach. I mean, you know, you build a wall. Why? Because you deter people and physically prevent people from coming in. It's the same reason there's barbed wire on top of prison prison yards. Why? Because they don't want people to get out. It's a very common sense standpoint. And, I, I, you know, you, you talk about Ukraine. I don't want to see Ukraine annihilated by Russia, but I also don't want our own citizens and our safety in America to be second, third, or fourth fiddle as Zelensky keeps getting bag after bag of cash to keep fighting off Putin. You know, it's just, it really goes to show you the difference in America first versus America last. And we're we're watching it in real time. I fear that it's too late, uh, even if Biden does do this, which he has said that he's thinking about it. You think about this largest growing criminal organization in the world infiltrating the United States of America, Venezuela, their crime going down, their violent crimes going way down, ours going way up. But this uh, Trend de Aragua gang where they're now alerting everybody, cops, they're, they're, they're telling the FBI, the feds are saying, look for this tattoo. These gangs, they're here. They're here in Philadelphia. They're in New York. They're in the country. Mm-hmm. And and so the problem is, oh great! Now they're they're going to decide to shut it down. I fear it's too late. Yeah, it they're is. already in the country. Ten You're right. Ten million people possibly. And so, how many of them are these violent individuals? Yes, and I think I think we're all in agreement that that seven point three or seven point two million is probably a low end number that has been handed out. It's probably, as your point, as you mentioned, if not eight, nine, ten million. And we just don't know who these people yeah. are. We don't know what their histories are. And when you ask Mayorkas to, you know, to do his job, he, he, he takes it so personally. He just gets his scowl on his face. The border is secure. No, it's not. Don't insult our intelligence. Yeah, it's a joke. It's, it's a joke. And I think that the blood of all of these victims, you know, including Locke and Riley, is, is on Biden's hands. Yep. Uh, and I think for that reason and that reason alone, he needs to be fired. Boom. Uh, speaking of uh, Lake and Riley, when she was asked, about, a reporter asked about her last night on uh, on the uh, in the press briefing, um, and asked if the Biden or if Joe Biden has spoken to the family of Lake and Riley, and this is what KJP said. This is cut one. Phil, go. Karina, has the president spoken to the family of Lake and Hope Riley, the young Georgia student who was murdered allegedly at the hands of an undocumented immigrant? So, first of all, I, I do want to extend uh, our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lake and Hope Riley. Uh, given this is an active uh, case, I'm going to be really careful about uh, speaking to that case more specifically. We'd have to refer any anything specific to that uh, to that case to law enforcement and obviously ICE. And I, the president, I don't have anything. Uh, 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 regarding to the present speaking to the family, but it is heartbreaking. I, I can't even imagine what the family's going through. And so, um, but uh, anything else specifically, I would have to refer you to ICE and law enforcement. Just for clarity, when you say you don't have anything else in regards to them speaking 
so we can assume that they haven't spoken to this point at least. I just don't have anything to read out to you. If they have spoken, will you correct us and let us, let us know that there is something uh, that you can't I, I would, we would, we would let you know. I just don't have anything for you. Mm. Uh, you, you got a lot. She's already wow. answered. She's already answered the question. She's going to refer you to the White House counsel. She has nothing else to offer. We're not going to go beyond that. Once again, she goes out there. you got to assume that this question is coming, and it was barely, barely a pre-scripted stock canned answer with the deepest, you know, you know, but you know what? Thoughts and prayers, sympathies and condolences, don't bring her back. No, and where President, former President Trump will be today in El Paso, that's where five months ago this alleged, I have to say alleged, uh, scumbag predator killer crossed into this country. And he had been in custody. If they had only ejected him, this young lady, this bright light, would be alive today. Yep. So this is a moment. This could be a turning point for Trump to bring the party together and to make to have a speech to meet with these individuals and to talk about the fact that he's standing on the ground where this guy five months ago crossed illegally into our country yeah and, and like i said in the big take this morning i would be in georgia i mean georgia obviously we know it's a swing state but it also carries 16 votes for the electoral college short of pennsylvania georgia's the most important mathematical swing state in this election it's funny to me because they they really pick and choose what issues they want to be passionate about and what issues they don't because if i get it if if you don't know if the president spoke to fine but but they always seem to have some sort of she always goes off script when she talks about let's say a mass shooting mm-hmm. or or something like that or, or somebody so- with new pronouns exactly and 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 stuff like that she she goes off script she has a passionate speech about about hate speech and the division in this country and and congress needs to pass laws and this that and the other she goes off script with that with this she's just caught like she has nothing to say yeah. and it just it's it's so obvious and evident they tried that to they don't sell care. yeah they tried to sell unity when they were running and we we're going to unite the country uh he he is incredibly divisive and, and they they just i mean think about it an entire year went by before you went to east palestine ohio yeah. three years go by before you visit the border for a second time yeah and of course when you're a victim in this country they only acknowledge the victims that check off boxes that's this administration well, this could be a turning point as well because this gang, the Venezuelan gang, who's very violent, they're known for their kidnappings, the, the extreme violence. And so they, if they're establishing in places like El Paso and across the country, and they're reportedly here in Philadelphia, they're in New York on the East Coast, they're on the West Coast, okay? So they're here, but they tend to prey on immigrant populations. And so that could be a, a turning point as well for former President Trump, Mm -hmm. as he talks about, hey, you know, they're just not vetting people. They're letting anybody come into your community. Yep. That could turn that vote as well. Mm -hmm. By the way, let's uh, let's talk about something happy for a second here, shall we? Yeah. Before we get back to KJP and her splaining. Um, Did you guys see this yesterday? Tesla is teaming up with SpaceX to build a Tesla Roadster. It's a sports car that will hit zero to 60 in less than one second. One second? So if you're watching right now on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, we have a video of how fast this car goes. It's really cool to see. Head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT if you want to see this. Uh, Phil, if you want to run this now, go. Look at that thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
You ready? Look at that thing. Oh Look at God. that. Yeah. That is amazing. That the is. gun on silent. Be okay. quiet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a yeah. little bit like a There you Corvette-ish. go. Look at, look at that. Wow. Yeah. Are you a speed junkie? Like, were you were you ever, like, was a fast sport car, like, ever in your wheelhouse, or are you not into that type of stuff? Um, I have a 77 Corvette um, that I take out every once in a while. Nice. Um, and it has, like, the original engine. Well, a rebuilt version of the original You don't have engine. classified documents in the next year <laughs> do you? But, yeah, it, it goes fast, okay. and I, I enjoy. But, no, like, something like this, I would love to. It's it's definitely cool to watch. I mean, I would definitely try. Uh, I mean, you know, if they let me test it down like a big tunnel and go zero to 60 and then yeah. just get out. But I've never been one of those guys uh, into the whole sports car scene. I've always been more of an SUV guy, like the bigger truck type stuff. <laughs> this looks like this looks like an Opelka a toy. This is something Opelka will have. I guarantee you. He's a former Tesla owner. He is. Yeah. So with the uh, how will it go from zero to 60 in one second with the SpaceX rocket thruster option package? Do we have a uh, MSRP Ooh. on the, the sticker I don't, price? I, I, I'm not sure. Will we'll, uh, we'll, your buddies there, will they uh, Will they sell them? Who knows? I don't know. Um, 200 grand, you think, for one of those? I don't know. What's, what, what's, um, what's, a, what's a Camaro? What's a fully loaded Corvette or Camaro or uh, what else is out there that's a really fast car? Um, a Porsche... Lamborghini. What's a Lamborghini go for? About two fifty these days. I have no idea. Well, out of my price range. You see, stalker driving a Lamborghini <laughs> on South Beach, his hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Blonde locks. Do you, would you like something like this, Don? I would love it. Look at that. That yeah. is that is just a that is an amazing feat. Yeah. In another life. Yeah. Now is that electric as well? I would assume so. Yeah. It's it's okay. In. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying. They're trying to like because EVs, the electric thing is struggling. Nobody's buying them. They mm-hmm. they need yeah. some sort of the hybrids are doing well. They need some sort of hype to get them out there. And I I, I thought I saw something yesterday that seven of the top ten selling car models right now in the country are hybrids. Yeah. And it, it was uh, a column, I think, talking about not only the the failures of the EV, you know, with this whole, uh, you know, push to get everybody into one of them and people aren't biting on it, but also uh, people getting away from, you know, the fully gasoline-powered vehicles. Um, by the way, while we have all these people over here on uh, YouTube, let me, let me do another thing. Phil, I'm going to play. You know, like, remember we like to um, uh, play videos and do like a comparison mm-hmm. of, of of what things were like in the 50s 60s and what they're oh, like oh you now. got some more stuff from the glory days yeah so phil if you can grab the riding trains in the 1950s so if you look at what you know trains were in the 1950s you look <laughs> nice it looks like a diner yeah it's yeah look you see you know families all oh. well dressed all talking to one another are these propaganda photos probably but you know look everybody is nice and Skinny, clean, hair brushed, good clothing, Play, playing cards, Play, yeah, playing fifty two pickup. Uh, I give you uh, what is going on on trains in twenty twenty four, Phil. If you can play the first one here, oh boy. Uh, the, these, there we go. The, the early morning. This is uh, oh. fights, <laughs> fights happening. Hair being pulled. hair being pulled. People being thrown into the bu- the hair, security poles that you pulled. hold on to. I was going to play the other one, but it's a little. Um, it's a little graphic for yeah. people who uh, watch on YouTube, so I'm not going to play it, but I will describe it. 
don't play the video, Phil. Um, it, it is a person uh, who I assume is homeless on uh, the train, uh, dropping her pants and just urinating. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, they use public transportation as their restroom. Yep. Yeah, that, that's why you'll never catch me dead on any of these things. <laughs> this is, like, this looks like a cage fight. This is. Now, with this is people. A, this is UFC, UFC uncensored. Uncensored. Um, there you go. So Th- 13 people, fisticuffs. There goes iPods and earbuds flying around. <laughs> Everybody's headphones and they get knocked off. Can we go back to the 1950s train? I want to see the one in color again. I had a I had a thought and an observation. Uh, if you go back, Phil, to the one where it was like you could see the color of the carpet, not that one, the next one. There's like brown carpet. Yeah, oh, right there. There we go. Um, I remember when my parents got divorced. My my dad bought this uh, half double house, and everything on the inside was brown. There's yeah. like this brown carpet, brown cabinets, mm-hmm. brown like wood paneling uh, everywhere. I'm telling you, I don't know what it was about the 60s, 70s, and 80s with all this brown. My grandparents had a lot of brown. You don't see brown in houses anymore. Yeah. Modernized houses, even re- renovated reboots. Like, what an awful color combo. Not, but, that I'm, not that I'm like some home decorating interior expert, but. By the way, let me just give, if you're watching right now and you have a weak stomach or you're watching with a child, just look away for 30 seconds. Uh, Phil, if you want to play that video of uh, the homeless person urinate, there we go. go. Oh, you really (laughs) had to show it? Is that Fanny Willis? Oh, no, come on. That's a big funny, though. Oh, man. Yeah. There you go. That's always attractive. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about asking you out, but now that you popped a squat, what's your number? All right. I can hear everybody on the radio going, we can't see it. We don't know what you're talking about. Well, be glad you can't see it. Because you cannot unsee it. What would you do if you just saw somebody urinating? I I just Just get up and walk down to the other end of the cabin. Yeah, because what if there's a spray? Oh, God. You know what I mean? You get some of that splatter on you? Don't stand on urine is sterile. I've heard that. All right. Let's get back to uh, (laughs) the, the things people care about, not people peeing on trains. Um, you could catch like some kind of different diseases, chlamydia or something. Yeah. Can you get that from pee? I don't know. Heps, hepatitis. Oof, that's nasty. It is nasty. Um, so, what about uh, the the president's health? Apparently, he went for a physical, and he's good. He yeah. doesn't need anything. That's right. He's good. Uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre claims uh, they're trying to get back to the norm by per, uh, by preventing Biden's physician from briefing the press. This is cut to Phil. Go. To get back to the norm that it was, it used to be, where doctors don't come to the briefing room. It is not. It is not the norm. It is not. It has happened a couple times over the 35 years, but it's not the norm. Well, Corrine, we're all trying to get back to the norm. We're all trying to get back to a normal president, a normal economy, normal grocery prices, normal energy prices. But until you guys actually submit to a cognitive evaluation, this will continue, and it's going to continue because when you trot out the big guy. He can't go a day without making a headline in a negative light. Yeah, by the way, and, and it's the it's the first time we've had a president who is 81 years old and who apparently looks to everybody, not just not just conservatives, but Democrats, too. Right. Like he's in mental decline. Yeah, and you know what the biggest insult is? And, and this would be insulting to me if I was a donor to the Dems and Biden. You need note cards at fundraisers in front of all your money people. Like, I mean, you shouldn't need note cards. That's just like the intangibles and the people skills you develop and you schmooze mm-hmm. with people. I don't need note cards to uh, to stroke the ego of somebody that might donate a million dollars to my campaign. 
That should just come naturally off the top of your head. Um, she also wants to know that the president doesn't need a cognitive test because he, he passes a cognitive test every day. Mm. Cut three, Phil. Proof is in the pudding. Cut three, Phil, go. Did the president take a mental fitness or a cognitive test during his physical this morning? So let me just say I did see Dr. O'Connor, uh, and he, he stopped by my office earlier today uh, after the president completed his physical uh, this morning, as you all know. Uh, he was happy with how everything went, and as soon as he uh, uh, finishes completing the memo, uh, it will be a robust, comprehensive memo. We will certainly share that with all of you, as we have done in the last two years. And uh, look. You saw the president return to work. He took some of your questions uh, not too long ago, and you saw he's going to continue to uh, to fight for the American people. And in this particular instance, he was talking about fighting fighting crime. So the president's going to continue that that process as it relates to. Uh, you were asking me about a cognitive test. As it relates to that, look, um, you know, the president doesn't need a cognitive test. That is not my assessment. That is not my assessment. That is the assessment of the president's doctor. Uh, that is also the assessment of the neurologist, uh, who has also made that assessment as well. And, you know, and you've heard us say this, and I'll reiterate this, the president's doctor has said, if you look at what this president, the president who is also the commander-in-chief, he passes a cognitive test every day. <laughs> every day. As well, according to an ABC Ipsos poll, 76% of Americans do not believe he is fit to serve anymore. And Jill can come out every day and say Joe's full of vigor and he's got a lot of bounce to his step. You should see him. He's a workaholic behind the scenes. The, so, the, here's the only problem with that, Jill. The American public never sees that. So if the American public never sees that, we only see what we see every day when he comes out. And that's a man rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, tripping, I, I you know... I know the guy had a stuttering problem and he had a speech problem, but this is not a speech or stuttering problem. No, this I, is up here. It it annoys me when I hear um, people say that. It's like, well, he has a speech. If you look at him and listen to him in his forties and fifties and yeah. even sixties, he's on the he's on the Senate floor and he's he's just railing away, no issues. And I know, I know if you have those issues, I know they get worse as age goes on. I'm, so I'm not discounting that. But what we're seeing him forgetting people's names and him just losing his train of thought, that's not stuttering. Yeah. It's just not. And the only time he gets really full of vigor is talking about Trump in January 6th. But even in other spots where he gets a little animated, it peters off very quickly. Uh, another big issue problem. Uh, for Joe Biden is his son Hunter. <laughs> he held he had the the press conference yesterday, and uh, somebody a reporter yells to Hunter Biden, "Was the cocaine at the White House yours?" <laughs> Cut seven, Phil. Go. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go right back to this because Hunter Biden and his lawyer are there. They might talk to reporters. That there was any financial transactions that involved Hunter with his father. Period. It seems to me that the Republican members wanted to spend more time talking about my client's addiction than they could ask any question that had anything to do with what they call their impeachment inquiry. So, as I said before, there is no evidence because there is no evidence, and today only confirmed that. Thank you. Can we come up for a public hearing? Can you do a public hearing? Mr. Biden, was the cocaine at the White House? You all. <laughs> 
evidence, period. Uh, that's, again, the view. Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, it's great. I love when those guys throw out those little pot shot questions from the back. Uh, I was a little surprised that they wrapped up the deposition as quickly as they did yesterday. I thought that would go well into the evening hours, 6, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll see what comes of it, if there will be any leaks uh, in testimony from Republicans. We'll also see when this hearing happens publicly in a matter of weeks. But I was reading something from the New York Post. I guess one of the questions, uh, Hunter's defense to I'm sitting here with dad. Remember when we saw those texts where he was like, yeah, I'm with the big guy. Uh, Hunter Biden apparently said that he was high and made it all up. Oh, which, again, not a good look if if you're trying to stay sober and you're talking yesterday, as we did in the big take, as we previewed this deposition where Hunter said his sobriety really is monumental because democracy as is at risk here. Hunter really, he's not only has he made himself to be the unjustified victim here, he's he's taken all the bullet points from the left. Like, he feels like, at least publicly, the way he spins it, should he have a relapse and that cost his dad the election, democracy goes down the drain and he's partly to blame for it. I, I'll just say this, I, and I mentioned this about addiction in the past, but let's just flip it. And I usually don't do this, but I'm just going to do it because I think it's important. Would Eric Trump uh, or Donald Trump Jr. or any of Trump's kids... If they had a cocaine problem, oh, do you yeah. think like the view and mainstream media would be sympathetic for their no, addiction? Of course not. No, they would say that they're self entitled cokeheads and you're an adult, grow up, or we're cutting you off, right? So when you say that about Hunter Biden, if you are a Republican, it's, oh, you're insensitive. We all know somebody who's had to. Yes, you're right. But like this guy has, I mean, he's not, he's not 17, he's not 28. What, 54 years old? Yeah, I'm tired of him being the victim here. Not the victim. Get your act together. Uh, Jonathan Turley was on Fox News, contributor and lawyer, uh, was on Fox News yesterday talking about Hunter Biden uh, resuming his closed-door deposition. This is what he said yesterday. This is Cut 8. Phil, go. Well, let's bring in Jonathan Turley, constitutional law attorney and a Fox News contributor. So here's what Hunter Biden said in his opening statement. I did not involve my father in my business, not while I was a practicing lawyer, not in my investments or transactions, domestic or international, not as a board member, and not as an artist, never. That's pretty much word for word what Jim Biden said when he was testifying last week. Um, any reason to believe either one of them? Well, you'll notice he does not say that my father did not know about my business activities uh, as he was flying on Air Force Two, for example. He has previously contradicted his father, who maintained throughout the campaign that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings. Now, most of us believe that is now patently false, uh, but you'll notice the nuanced language in all of this. I think that the Democrats did a disservice to themselves by coming out too quickly. You know, they came out in about an hour after the deposition had started, after uh, Hunter Biden read that statement. So he had barely cleared his throat when they came out and said, okay, well, there's nothing here. And it left a lot of us sort of chuckling. We, it, it made it seem like he could pull out the severed head of Victor Shokin, uh, <laughs> and they would still say, well, thank you for being so forthcoming. I think we can move along now. I mean, it... It was just a bizarre and I think a really badly timed effort. So we have to see how he answers some of these very specific questions. Here is, to me, the million-dollar question that puts 
Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden, and everybody in the Biden crime family into a corner where they have to come out swinging or just take the punishment because they don't have an answer. What was received in return for that money? Nobody just gives people $24 million. Nobody just receives a lump sum of cash and creates shell companies and then disperses it to people. So what was received? Well, it was influence. It was the Biden brand, the name. He made that joke about Victor Shokin. You know, Joe Biden has never seemed to have any uh, a desire to jump down a prosecutor's throat in this country. Yet, yeah, he goes after Victor Shokin because Burisma and the board and the whole thing with Hunter and everything over here. At the end of the day, when you when cash changes hands, it's usually for the exchange of goods or services. That's a transaction, right? Mm-hmm. You learn that in like entry-level c- contract law. It's an exchange of an idea, a thought, um, something of material value. What was exchanged here? Mm. Because I don't think you just randomly get 20. And if you do, I'd love to find out how I can cash in myself. Because <laughs> this will be my last show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but again, Republicans still haven't pinned everything down. And it's it's gonna it's gonna be a bad look for James Comer if this thing just turns out to be, well, we think so and so, but we never were really able to prove it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a piece of advice that I'm sure everybody in the chat and everybody listening and all the Twitter is gonna be like, ah, I can't believe you're saying this, but I'm gonna give a, a you better, a you better piece, start wearing a vest and a helmet. A piece of advice to the GOP: concentrate on the border. Stop with Hunter Biden. The American people care about immigration. Yeah, they don't care wrong. about Hunter Biden. Well, it's not really that. about Hunter Biden. It's about his father. Yeah, I just don't. You know. If they had something with the two of them, they would have brought it up by now. They don't. Stay away from Hunter Biden. Get, uh, the, I, did, I do disagree okay. with you, Greg. I, I just think the truth is that, as as it has been said, there were all these shell companies, and they they did a pretty good job. There's going of to, hiding these. Nothing is companies. going to happen to the Bidens. Nothing will I happen agree to with the you. Bidens. It's I agree just, with you. But so what's the so what's the exercise then? It's not swaying any American people. What's the exercise then? The exercise will is to, that if there was a pay to play, there is an obligation to investigate it. Okay, they just don't have to hold freaking news conferences. Go through your process. In an official yeah. court proceeding, go through the process, investigate, get the subpoenas. I mean, the, the IRS whistleblowers, you say this, some of these IRS whistleblowers, this ruined their lives. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who came forth, and, and that's some of your most compelling evidence yeah, you can from the of, IRS. Remember you, the one yeah. guy, he was like, I wish I had never done this. My life is ruined, but they felt so yeah. compelled to come forward. You can do two things at once, and obviously you make the border your number one issue. Yeah. You could still go about going after the Bidens. But to your point, you make a good point, Don, with the press conferences. I don't need Nancy Mace on Fox and Friends anymore giving me a recap of what happened in court. Oh, wait her. a minute. Like, now, Nancy was looking good in that low-cut little blue dress. She lost even more weight. Have you noticed that? She's, she's looking really good. thin. She's, she's, she's on a Zempic. How about the fact that Hunter Biden, during the, admit, the remission or whatever... Beelines for Nancy Mace goes yeah. and shakes her hand, but she's getting a too, she's getting a little too um, she's getting a little too Marjorie Taylor Greenish for my liking. She's always seeking out the camera, always seeking out the microphone. I, I applaud what you're doing. I, I just don't need the um, the soap opera 
you know, social media escapades that's all the time. How they, I think that's how they fundraise. I mean, the fact that she's on... Well, honestly, that's how they relay happens. their message to the people. Yeah. Because, so, you know, CNN's not going to talk about it. Let me just say it one more time for the American people. The border is a winning issue. Hunter Biden is not. I know. Right. I know everybody's saying, Agreed. oh, you can, you can do both. You can do both. Concentrate on the border. You will win an election with the border. You will not win an election on investigating Hunter. Nothing happens to rich and powerful people. Ever. Ever. They get away with whatever they want to because they're rich and powerful and they have connections. Thank you. Which is why they can quietly, I would just say, do your investigation, put your put your nose to the grindstone, do that in a proper professional way. Yeah. I think it adds would add credibility. If they just didn't hold a, a ton of news conferences where they're waving promises around. Bring bring Mayorkas back. Bring, uh, bring in uh, Fauci. Yeah, Fauci investigate sure. all of that. Bring in uh, Randy Weingarten. I'm fine with all of that. I, Hunter know, Biden is a losing issue. I agree and when the GOP you. realizes that, then they'll start winning. I agree with you on Mayorkas. I don't think bringing Fauci back... I, I, to me, the COVID thing, you can still get your pound of flesh. We can still be get more more details as to what was known but like I, I, you, you can't undo 2020. So I think that I think Fauci, honestly, at this point, is a losing endeavor. Like Hunter Biden. I gotta say this too. I think I'm gonna criticize this radio station for one second. I think we spent a, a way too much time talking about Hunter Biden. I don't think people give two you know what's about Hunter Biden. I think that 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 as an issue is just people. It just makes people's well, eyes glaze over. You don't, Honest to God. You don't think... So, there's two different things here. This audience doesn't care about Hunter Biden or the American people. Yeah, well, when you say audience, you're talking about a very small group of people that really care about the Hunter Biden issue. If if our goal is to reach, reach you know, mass, mass people, yeah. no, they don't care about Hunter Biden. You know what they do care about? The border. But they had to... Qu- you, you would agree that they did have to... Que- they had to question Hunter Biden because... He's a critical witness. They had to get him on the record. And so as per the protocol, they were behind closed doors. And now it will there. I'm just warning you, Greg, that they're going to now he's going to go before an open public session. So we're going to be talking about this. Hopefully it's just one. You got to have this. I, I think this has to be wrapped up before we get to like mid to late April. As far as the attention that this gets, because by the time we get to all those, I mean, Pennsylvania is coming up on April 23rd with primaries. You know, the Hunter Biden stuff needs to be, it's like, you know, what's the old adage, uh, poop or get off the pot? Like, uh, let's go here. We we, we either have something and you're going to put the final dagger in or you don't. Right? Like, I mean, call it what it is. When you get him out there in public, in that public hearing, that's going to be the moment. And if, if you don't, if you didn't learn anything in this deposition, then the, the, the hearing is just going to be a public sideshow. That's what it's going to be. I think Republicans must stress that it's really not about Hunter Biden at all. No, no, of It's course. about an alleged pay-to-play situation with someone in one of the highest public offices it, it when he was Veep. It didn't affect the Clintons with Whitewater. It's not going to, it's, it's, it's not, no. This is, this is a bad, this is a losing issue. Um, it might be, but Greg, when you have, wait a minute, I mean, so you're saying I'm that if there's, <laughs> so you're saying that the, if there's a trail here, and there's a ton of money and an alleged pay-to-play scheme, that look and look at the situation. There's a there's sure a lot of smoke. 
And you have whistleblowers whose, whose lives have been destroyed Don't get me wrong. when they came scumbag. forth. You're, you're, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm Hunter not Biden saying a, it's Hunter not Biden's. about Hunter, though. But Republicans have to you know, handle this as a delicate balance because they only have the House. They barely won back the House. And at the end of the day, you're going to look at what the Republicans get accomplished. And if we get nothing accomplished and it was nothing more than a dog and pony show, this is why Republicans will continue to lose because we're like, all right, so we're going to throw out these investigations, and yeah, you're going to get your little pound of flesh, but did you accomplish what we needed to accomplish? I mean, what 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 is what does the house accomplish? I mean, we've we uh, look, uh, you know, elections have consequences, and we have found out some stuff over the last year and a half that we didn't know before, and that's because the house, the Republicans took back the house. But if I'm if I'm judging them completely right now and grading them, C minus. <laughs> C plus. It's just amazing to me that you have on one side you have Trump, who's who whose persecution it's it's unbelievable to me. The Angamoron case is incredible. The fact that now they're saying no, you got to pay and this. What's it doing? Half a billion dollars. And what's it doing? It's making him more powerful. But it's also making people say, "I'll never vote for somebody." Who's convicted of these things, even though there's some of them are no. civil. It is making him more powerful. There, there so are if some of those out there. You're, going to, you're, yeah. you're, you're playing into the Biden's hands by keeping this going. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not playing into anything. I think we need to be equal and fair. And I'm simply saying that if a whistle of federal, somebody at the federal level at the IRS comes forth, puts their neck out. And then, by the way, is persecuted. And we, we learned about the guy. He was trying to move and they cut him off. And I mean, he was it's horrible. And these are credible individuals. We played you played the audio when that happened with the IRS whistleblowers. These are some credible individuals. What's their motivation? They have no motivation. They they came forth on this. And and to say that that doesn't matter. I think it does matter. I think I, I, it must think, be investigated. I think to your point. It goes when you look at it when the Democrats do this and they do this to Trump and they accuse him of Russia and this hoax and that hoax. You know, the Democrats get the benefit of the doubt with the media coverage and the sheer volume of people that go to that side. Uh, the numbers game is not in favor of Republicans. And then it's all, you know, it's, what's the old adage? Oh, it's not, it's no longer fun and games when the rabbit has the gun. Now the Republicans have the gun and they're doing the same thing to Biden with the Democrats did to Trump. The only difference is I would say the Republicans have a much smaller margin for error. The Democrats can swing and miss and whiff, and they just move on to the next thing. It seems like Republicans, when they go after somebody like Hunter Biden, if they fail, it could have re- the the impact will be felt in the next election cycle. Um, it's but- a, it's obnoxious that Hunter Biden dodged that you know alleged the Foreign Agents Registration Act that the FARA that he dodges that. And that that people see Bannon, one of them, in solitary confinement. You have people who who that that's a mandatory prison sentence. And and so, Greg, I mean, they have to investigate this. Whether or not, I mean, do I think anybody's going to jail on that side? No, I don't. But but to say, well, we shouldn't talk about it. Ah, it's a nothing nothing here. No, unless we're not going to talk about the other side. Well, the thing that ticks me off about it is when he defied the subpoena on December thirteenth. He was, I mean, you, you get subpoenaed to testify. That's a legal binding piece of, you know, that's a document, right? right? And he shows up on December 13th. You talk about powerful, wealthy elitists skirting around the law. I mean, he could have been arrested for that. He could have been held in contempt of court. And then he waits 10 weeks to do it. That's what really ticks me off. 
I want equal application of the law for people. Oh, agreed. But that's not our justice system. Our justice system isn't an that's equal outcome mm-hmm. for everybody it's if you're rich and powerful that's why nothing's going to happen to the bidens like this is all like you're spitting your wheels in the sand that's all this is it's all this is i'm not saying he's not guilty i am not saying he's not guilty and i'm not saying he probably shouldn't be investigated for something but to, to waste all this money and resources and everything on something that's that's going to amount to jack squat is just it's concentrate on the border you're having a matt foley moment chris farley Country on the border and the economy. Thank probably you. won't amount okay. to jack squat. I want to move on because I'm I'm already right. like I said we talk about Hunter Biden way too much. We just spent ten minutes talking about. Let's it. go three more. Um, I wasn't talking about Hunter Biden. We were talking about the alleged <laughs> Biden family business and where did the money go and was there really this pay to play situation? Let's you go watch point. Blazing Saddles. Okay. <laughs> did not age well. Uh, um. Can we do this? Is uh, Fox News did a, like a man on the street the other night, and uh, they asked about uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they put up pictures of Kamala. And oh, you see I people, love this. People knew who they were. This is this is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sitting on this for a couple of days, but it's it's completely worth seeing and listening to. This is cut nine. Phil, go. Who's this? I don't. No, who is that? Nikki Haley. Oh, look, I get it. It's a picture. I know she's a black woman. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. It's Black History Month, right? Let me not be mean to what's her name, Carmella. There you go. You know who. That's Carmella Anthony. To help give my money away to my girls. Vice President. Oh boy. That's the title, anyway. What do you mean by that? She doesn't actually do anything. You don't like her. Sweetheart, nobody likes her. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. How does she make you feel? I feel like she's looking at me right now, and I feel like a little, like, nervous if she can make it to the top. <laughs> oh, anyway. She's nervous, too. The only too. reason that I don't want Joe Biden to die is if he does, we get stuck with her. Joe Biden's going to be fine. Kamala Harris has been vice president for four years. What are some of her greatest accomplishments? Nothing. Where you been? <laughs> Um, yeah. Something about airplane bathrooms um, not what? being accessible. Huh? What? <laughs> oh. I'm okay. What has Kamala Harris done for the community? Nothing. Everybody at home watching this, what the f*** does she do for us? <laughs> she always talks about on the news how she just wants to make America great again. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> Kamala was supposed to handle the migrant crisis. How's that working out? So far, so not so good. The border's unsecured. Just let migrants in our country and take over the world, beat the police up. We got millions of people coming to this country and taking all our jobs. You are right, brother. If you were vice president, what advice would you be giving Joe Biden right now? Not to run again for election. You see now, you can't give him no advice. If you're going to be a president, you're going to be a people's champion, bro. I don't know what the but somebody uh, who's that got guy their marbles to get a little bit more together, you know. Not this guy, Work no. on this. Do you have your marbles together? I've got a couple of more than Joe Biden does, I think. Mm. Lay on a beach somewhere. Who the hell is giving him that advice? I don't know. Does he like the beach that much? If Joe Biden decides he's not going to run for re-election, should Kamala Harris automatically be the nominee? She would be absolutely trounced. No, I'd rather Trump. Kamala Harris is declaring that she's ready to serve. Is she? She is ready. I mean, she is champing at the bit. A drink. She's ready to serve a drink. 
I like my coffee dark. So if it's not Joe, yeah. it's not Kamala, who should be the Democrat nominee? Maybe Al Gore's old enough now to run. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Will Smith. That seems like a slap in the face to Kamala. I'll bust your ass too! If it comes down to Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who's your pick? Trump, because I need another stimulus. I vote for Donald Trump. My son, he gangster. He got the Trump Towers. He gets the bag. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to put some respect on my yellow man name. That's my boy. Houston, we have a problem. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <It's> well, gangster. <laughs> I, I'm it. telling you, there's there's a segment of the population where Trump resonates with that community, no doubt. I love the guy with the purple hat, the lipstick, and the, the, the <laughs> eyeglasses that also double as sunglasses when you're outside. Always a bad look. I'm not into that look. Um, but he that guy claimed that he had a few more marbles than Joe. It's true. And I think he's right. It's true. Well, that's a big part. They're in New York, right? And, and well, you course. think about hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants taking over all the violence, the gangs. That's what they're talking about. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHE. Everybody that's watching right now, please hit the like button and also hit the subscribe button. My goal is to get to 6,000 subscribers. So if you would do that, uh, I, I would really appreciate that. One more, uh, uh, Nick, and then we should break. Um, so have you been following this? I mean, it's the WNBA, so I'm sure you're not the only time people are hearing about this is right now. So, uh, Kate, uh, Caitlin Clark is about to uh, break a record of some sort, right? Yeah, greatest scorer in the history of women's college basketball. Well, WNBA legend Cheryl Swoops yeah. made headlines earlier this month when she, uh, stated that Caitlin Clark needed five seasons to break Kelsey Plum's all-time scoring record. She says, and I quote, if Kelsey Plum set that record in four years, well, Caitlin should should have broke that record in four years. So upset. But because there's COVID, but because there's a COVID year and then there's another year, you know what I mean. So she's already had an extra year to break that record. So it truly isn't a broken record. Now, mm. a lot of people are saying that she is saying this because it's it's racist. Yeah. Well, Caitlin Clark's facing a lot of pushback in general. Because she's a straight white female. Gotcha. Yep. Yes, but I will say, mm. my husband the other night had played the Pete Maravich life story, mm-hmm. and we because he's a huge Pistol Pete fan. Yeah. Pistol Pete was great, and so she's eighteen points away from Pistol Pete's record. Yep. But the problem is, they didn't even have the three point rule. Yeah, good point. That's and true. The three-point line did not come in until I, I forget the year, but yes. Wow. Sports so, with Stenzlin. Don, Don. No, it's my it's my husband and my boys saying this. Don, Don spitting some knowledge. I love it. <laughs> Damn right. Um, what's interesting to me is that uh, uh, Cheryl Swoops went on a podcast, and she, she hit back at her uh, critics calling her racist for the Caitlin Collins, or excuse me, Caitlin Clark comment, uh, because she says black people can't be racist. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Well, Racism that's... is a one-way street where it's only white people hating on non-white people. Cut for Phil Go. go. I, I'm going to say this, and then I want to like be done with this whole conversation. So for people to come at me and say that I made those comments because I'm a racist... Like, first of all, black people can't be racist. Ah. Oh. But like that's the farthest thing from my mind. Like, I grew up in a very small West Texas town, predominantly white... My best childhood friend is white. Winter, predominantly white. College, won a national championship, 
By the way, don't don't white people get in trouble for saying, "Hey, some of my best friends are black." No, yeah. Oh, so that makes you not racist because yeah. you, have, you have a black buddy. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really care about her reasoning for why she said that. My my comment is more on the black people can't be racist. That's correct. Racism. You can you could be Asian and you could hate Hispanics. You could be Hispanic and hate Arabic people. The white people race is not just this one way street of mm-hmm. the privileged majority hating on the. Uh, marginalized communities, but that that was Cheryl Swoops. Yep. Wow. I was. Uh, she's uh She's not playing ball anymore. You can tell. <laughs> that's not. Fair. I don't recall her being. Come uh, on, that's not fair. Uh, she's. You know, what are you referring not, to? She's not fat, but she's uh, she's gotten a little bigger. A little husky. Yeah. I was. Wait- I thought that was the interviewer of the podcast, <laughs> and I thought Ooh. Cheryl Swoop was going to be talking yeah. on the other side of the microphone. Ooh. Yeah. Which, by the way, Cheryl Swoops was was really really good. <laughs> Houston Comets, I believe. There's your little WNBA tidbit of the day. Boy, nobody cares about the WNBA. I know. No I'm offense. Gonna I'm going to shut up. No well, offense. She's, is it this Sunday? When when does Caitlin Clark play next? Uh, I think the season either ends this weekend or next weekend, and then it's uh, tournament time. So, yeah, she's going to pass that record. Okay. But she's going she's gonna to face a lot. Yeah, have you noticed this, too? Not only is she facing pushback in college basketball for females, but we talked about this in the NBA with Jokic. Stalker, you brought up Joker a couple of days ago. Remember we were having all those stories about the MVP and how you know people were hating on Joker from Denver because yeah. he's white? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, when, when you're white and you're dominating in basketball, you face a, you quickly realize that race is a two-way street. <laughs> it's true. You really do. Absolutely. All right, we'll come back. We'll get to Dawn's big three, and then we're going to get to this lower Marion High School story with censorship and free speech. I've also got some updates for you with the New York Times and Chick filet as well as the ceo of kellogg says you know what i get it grocery bills are expensive you can just eat cereal for dinner (laughs) scaling company stay right there you know we talked about the hybrid i'm thinking about a hybrid suv with my friends at piazza honda in philadelphia so dun 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 that one's coming soon but maybe you're thinking about piazza premium automobiles I love the Piazza Auto Group, and there is power within Piazza. They're across Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. We just want to congratulate the two newest members to the Piazza family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore, as well as Maserati of the Mainline, both located right there on Lancaster Avenue. You're going to receive the same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. Find your newer certified pre-owned Infinity Maserati or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and much more. Check them out. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PremiumAutos.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. So much to get to before we get out of here this morning. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll get to Dawn's Big Three right around 9.15. Morning Mystery Movie Clip at 9.20. Part due of the cut sheet at 9.30. And also have a couple of other stories to get to uh, with a couple of these big-time corporations. But I I found this story to be interesting in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I got two takeaways from it. But let me just uh, give you some of the bullet points here. So there's this battle over student press censorship here in suburban Philadelphia. Uh, The Philadelphia Inquirer writes the following. I have two brilliant daughters, if I may say so myself, and they are both products of the Lower Marion School District. 
They received a superb education that prepared them well for all of the next steps of life. I have always felt grateful to the district for that, but I am ashamed of it now. And that is because of its removal of two articles from the website of the Marianite, the award-winning student newspaper at Lower Marion High School. Like all censors in all times and places, the district said it was rightfully protecting students from harm. In fact, it taught them all the wrong lessons about speech, citizenship, and democracy itself. On December 20th, the Marianite published dueling student opinion pieces about the conflict in the Middle East. One of the articles, titled There's More to the Story, linked the October 7th attack on Israel by Hamas to hatred and discrimination suffered by Jewish people across history. The other essay, titled Humanity's True Colors, condemned Israel as an apartheid state and charged it with committing war crimes in Gaza. So you have these conflicting viewpoints, right? And uh, they go on to say in the inquiry in the story, anticipating controversy over the op-eds, the district reviewed them carefully before approving them for publication. So they ran it. They ran both of them, gave them a fair run. Not sure where they were placed in the school paper on the website, but they were both published. They also go on to say it also released an eloquent statement that fully endorsed free speech and dialogue across differences. Quote, the district supports and values students' First Amendment rights, the statement declared. Lower Marion schools will, quote, continue to strive to empower student voice and agency and to promote civil discourse necessary to understanding of diverse viewpoints. And then kaboom, two days later, the district threw student voice and civil discourse right under the proverbial school bus. No word or not. Whether that was an electric school bus, we'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, Amid a torrent of angry complaints, the district ordered the paper to take down both articles. They received roughly 250 emails about complaints. There's two things that bother me here. Number one, it's we are seeing this younger and younger and younger. We've heard Kamala Harris say it. We need to activate the younger demographic when we're talking about voters, but specifically with activating students we are politicizing a lot of things in schools we are seeing indoctrination and now we are seeing censorship and i think this is all to get students the next you know the next wave the next generation of society to be complicit with this one-way school of thought that's my first thought on this but secondly and maybe the bigger one here at least for me and maybe not overall for everybody but for me i find it incredibly cowardly to take down those two columns you published it you apparently did all the vetting you read it over you had conversations you had a meeting of the minds everybody in the school district and the high school specifically said all right let's let's publish them let's get them up on the website so you didn't have a problem with it but once you got 250 emails you cowardly cowered to these people and took them down. Cowardly coward. Well, yeah. My, my, nice. Sorry. I like it. Yeah. So <laughs> you need to stand by your choice because you knew there would be negative feedback. We're talking about the Middle East here, folks. This is you know, Muslims and Jews, Arabs and people from Israel, whatever, however you want to qualify, classify in these individuals. It is one of the, in the history of mankind, in, in civilization, it is a, a butting of heads that will never end. So no matter which side you're on, you're always going to alienate another sizable group of people. You know, it's just like Republicans versus Democrats. If you're 
in sports media, if you put out an opinion that's political, you're probably going to piss off 50% of people. So stand by your decision, school administrators, and leave the publications up on the website. That's what makes democracy great. That's what makes America great. And, you know, I... It, it, it's it's crazy that we live in a world where you're viewed to be as some courageous individual because you get out there and you say, yeah, I don't think trans dudes should be playing women's sports. Most people agree with it, but you're viewed to be courageous for saying it because of the repercussions that could come your way for voicing the majority opinion and more importantly, voicing the facts. So I, I just I lose respect for people that say, yeah, let's go with this. And whoa, we're getting a lot of mentions on Twitter. You know what? You should probably delete that. <laughs> I have no respect for that. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys think about this, but it's it's if you're going to be a First Amendment absolutist, you need to stand in the face of adversity when the blowback comes. And the, this school, Lower Marion High School, the former home of uh, Kobe Bryant, the late great Kobe Bryant, uh, they, they, they pull a little bit of a cowardly act, in my opinion. So... Yeah, this, I mean, this is, this school and this school district, they're the ones who try to get rid of Halloween, mm-hmm. and they've, uh, this is, um, you know, progressive, and so this this is not surprising to me. But and, it, it's, it's, it's regressive by definition. Yeah. Like, I, I hear progressives, I all the things that the progressives want to do, like, I'm sorry, to take, silencing different viewpoints is not the way we progress and evolve and, and get to a point in society where we can truly embrace different viewpoints. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there with really, really terrible opinions. And we've had a lot of bad takes on this show this week. But you know <laughs> what? I, I don't want to censor them and remove them. Let the marketplace of ideas dictate who's right, who's wrong. And let's live in a world where there's very little repercussions for things you say, short of you know the uh, the obvious stuff. Like let's just let society police itself, right? If you have a controversial opinion, say it. You shouldn't lose your job over it. You don't like it? That's fine. That that's that's the beauty of this world that we live in, supposedly in this country. So, I just think that you know the part of what we're seeing now is that they. They want to silence and cancel people yep. who have a certain opinion. And that's, unfortunately, that's what's happening. It's a form of discrimination, but we don't have diversity of thought. You're, they you're talk right. about DEI, but there's no diversity of Such thought. Such a sure. good point. We want everybody to look different, but think the same. Yep. That That's the maddening part of the left. So I'm going to have a uh, African-American man. I'm going to have an Asian female. I'm going to have a white guy. I'm going to have a gay guy. I'm going to have a trans female. And we're all going to look different. You can have purple hair. I can shave my head. You can have cornrows. But we're all going to come to the same consensus that there's only one way to view life. And you're going to look through this prism and you know what really stinks and you talked about it and Don and Greg both mentioned this you know when we we're talking about Hunter Biden it's infuriating to me that only select fews uh, select few of people very there's a very small group that are above the censorship that are above cancel culture right like you know even guys like Dave Chappelle have faced pushback with their comedy for their their thoughts and their speech but he can afford he can afford yes. to right yeah. Like, it, it, it's so unfair that we live in this world where Bob makes $58,000 a year, and Bob, if he wants to share his opinion on Facebook, yep. 
could wake up the next morning and be told, don't come to work. You know, it, it's funny that you mentioned the Dave Chappelle thing because I think about that all the time. And I've I've said that this consistently on, on, on morning shows in the past that I believe that it's easy to speak up against cancel culture when you're a comedian and say, I'm not going to play colleges i'm I'm not going to play here because you know of free speech issues or when you're elon musk when you are jerry seinfeld chris rock dave chappelle you have the luxury of doing that because Mm -hmm. you can afford to say i'm going to play here i'm not going to play there because you don't need the money yep why i really respect somebody like shane gillis is because he um he was a he was a nobody basically and then snl hired him and then fired him Mm -hmm. for stuff he said and he went out and he did the exact same he didn't he didn't cower to anybody he went out and did the exact same thing that he's always done with with you know no money to to back him up and he became popular in spite of that yep so so he he's really a testament to cancel culture in the opposite way where he was like great cancel me I don't have the luxury of being Dave Chappelle and having millions and millions of dollars in the bank, but I'm still going to do this. And if it works out for me, great. If it doesn't, oh, well. Yeah. And it worked out for him, great. Well, there, there's there's two people, there's two groups of people that are kind of above cancellation or at least go into a controversial, and I'm saying controversial in air quotes, a controversial subject or topic, knowing that they will not become a victim of this. You either have to be super incredibly wealthy where you have, you know, FU money and you can say it, or you get to the point in your life where you're 70 years old, you've made your money, and maybe you're you know, in the twilight of your career, mm-hmm. or maybe you've retired and you're at, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld. I know he's not 70, but, you know, Seinfeld's no longer producing his show. So he can say certain things because he's reached that point where it's like, well, it's really not going to be too punitive to me. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. But if you're 38 and you're living paycheck to paycheck, you got to almost self censor yourself, right? Like, you just got to be like, I better not go there. I better not post this because mm-hmm. my boss sees this and I'm going to get an email. So, um, and Mark Cuban said yesterday, he was on the Logan Paul podcast. He basically said that uh, Elon Musk destroyed Twitter and X by restoring free speech. And I'm paraphrasing here. He basically called it a glorified S show. So to me, this is one of those things where if you are coming across, whether it's like, okay, Trump. Uh, if Trump gets reelected, I'm leaving America. That's no, what not. like Barbara Streisand no, and these not. people say. No, you're not. Elon Musk, he restores free speech on Twitter. Mark Cuban doesn't like it anymore. Well, then don't go on Twitter anymore. Nobody's forcing you to use X. Go to your little safe place. Go to Instagram. Go to Meta. Go to go to Snapchat. Hang out there, right? Go to TikTok. So nobody's for. It's the same thing with comedy shows. Nobody's forcing you to sit there through Shane Gillis. If you find Shane Gillis offensive, don't turn on Channel Ten on Saturday night at eleven thirty. Simple, yeah. you know. For the content that I don't like, I don't consume it. <laughs> Imagine that. Right? What a, what a concept. Right? Like, like I, I don't say cancel that. I don't like it. I just say, well, I don't like it, so I'm not going to watch it. If you don't like Kale and Company, nobody's forcing you to listen. That's the way it works. The only thing I, I want to add to what you were talking about, the John Jonathan Zimmerman piece in the Inquirer about the schools and free speech, I wish that because he writes for the Inquirer, I know he's a professor at UPenn and studies history and teaches history, but what about our Thomas Jefferson University president, Mark Tykachinsky? Remember him last summer? Yeah, for liking posts. What about his free speech? Right. So there's an irony there, and obviously he's writing an op-ed for the Inquirer, and it's really beautifully written, and I loved it. 
But <clears throat> the irony is, of course, that the Philadelphia Inquirer went after Ty Kaczynski. I mean, they, they it was a campaign, mm-hmm. and they were complicit in, I believe, pressuring him to step down. He still has a, he's still a doctor there, yeah. but he had to step down from the heading the medical school. Jonathan Zimmerman, I'll look at his, I guess, his book, Who's America? Culture Wars in the Public Schools, mm-hmm. was recently published in a revised edition. I, I will read it. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm interested to see what he, because he's written very eloquently for this op-ed piece. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the guy from Thomas Jefferson, because here's the, I mean, we live in this world now, and you've seen this for many, many years now, probably close to a decade, if not 12 to 15 years, where people put in their Twitter profile, retweets and likes do not necessarily mean endorsements. Yeah. You know, so you could be clicking on something because you like it. You want to go back to it and re- reference it at a later point in time. And people will automatically assume that you agree with that opinion. And people felt the need to put that in their Twitter profile to protect themselves from those that are triggered over something that they just disagree with. That's infuriating. Yeah. Uh, real fast before we break, can I can I do some instant feedback of from course. some of the stuff that we've been getting from all like all morning? Uh, every topic we've been so. If you're listening right now and haven't been listening all morning, then maybe some of the stuff you don't know what we're talking about. But I'm um, sorry. Uh, let's do. Let's start with ornery hounds when we were talking about uh, the um, uh, the term limits and the age for senators. Nick, your your bad take of the week. Yes. Uh, ornery hounds says the only solution is single six year senate terms. Uh, seniority in years five and six. Let everyone see the endpoint upon their candidacy. So okay. that's basically. That's basically term limits is uh, is what mm-hmm. he's saying. Czar of Trent says uh, about me, finally someone is saying that The Wire was unwatchable. It was and is The Emperor Has New clo- uh, uh, The Emperor's New Clothes of series. Oh. See? Okay. Well, now there's two nights. You know, misery loves company and Stalker has a body. Um, Antiquarius Emeritus, uh, Retro Girl 49, says regarding the travel in the 1950s, uh, there's a big difference between scripted ad photography and everyday cell phone video. There are plenty of disruptive people in the past. We just didn't have the technology to record it in real time. I would disagree with that. I don't think that we had that level of no, not not the not the fisticuffs and, and yeah, you know, not the brawls. Yeah, um, Muggsy Do on the uh, Hunter Biden set thing says the Republicans are going to screw this up too. They're going to create <laughs> even more doubt about Biden and the Dems uh, and. Create even more doubt about Biden and the Dems will replace him. We want Trump against Biden. That's a guaranteed victory. It's a good point. You know, it's actually a really good point. Somebody else um, tweeted us earlier saying we didn't learn from Fetterman. We made Fet- we went after Fetterman and made him more sympathetic. You're going to do the same thing to Hunter Biden yeah. and people will view it sympathetically. Colleen writes, if nothing happens to rich and powerful people, can you explain what is happening to Donald Trump and his family? I think you are wrong. People do care about Biden's bribery stuff, but mainstream media just won't report on it. And one more, Richard Nataro says, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Greg Stocker for a second time today. <laughs> the Hunter scandal is meaningless and waste of time because the media doesn't give a rat's behind. So it's never going to be reported properly. Oh, that's the key right there, the way it'll be reported. Exactly. It will not be reported the same way you get it on this side of the ledger. All right, that'll do it. Uh, final hour is on the way. We've got a big three in about 20 minutes. And then updates with the New York Times as well as cereal for dinner you think there's been some bad takes this week as joe biden said you ain't seen nothing yet kale and company we're back after this you know it's a great time of year to enjoy life stop letting that pain in your joints keep you from doing what you want to do this spring and yeah looking forward to this summer 
Call my friends from QC Kinetics. Call them now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. I'm talking lasting joint pain relief. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. In fact, QC Kinetics is transforming lives. Their advanced treatments harness your own body's ability to restore and repair your damaged joint tissue. Pro athletes, they've been doing this for decades, but now this life-changing treatment is available for you, for me, for all of us. So you can walk, run, climb stairs, feel good while you're playing golf, and just be pain-free. How does that sound? No pain pills, no risky surgery. It's an all-natural solution. That's what I love about it. One of the things I love about it, QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients who are reclaiming their mobility. Take action now. Do this. Put it on the calendar so you can live your best life this spring and summer. It's a great use of your tax refund check, by the way. QC Kinetics, call for a free consultation, 215-999-3000, 215-999-3000, QC Kinetics, 999-3000, tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, a lot of good stuff so far on the show, Mitch McConnell steps down. We've been talking about an age limit, term limits, successors to Mitch McConnell. Also, uh, what I think Trump and the GOP should do in Georgia following this Lake and Riley tragedy and the disaster of a press conference from the mayor in Athens, Georgia, yesterday. That was the big take this morning. Also, Trump and Biden at the southern border Today, a good 325 miles apart. So, um, also Joe Biden cleared by the White House physician, even though no cognitive test was done. And of course, yesterday, Trump getting good news from SCOTUS with his January 6th case. And we've been discussing all of that this morning. Also, uh, a lot of other stuff that we'll get to here. I want to actually get to two stories. Um, with the uh, the New York Times and Chick-fil-A, but also the CEO of Kellogg Cereal is coming under criticism for suggesting that consumers eat cereal for dinner. Uh, this has become a really big story in light of what everybody has to deal with, with Bidenomics and you and I've, I've talked about this many times. I do my grocery shopping on Fridays. And I always complain about the cost of groceries, up 17, 19%, depending on where you look uh, and where you shop over the last couple of years. And I think we've all certainly felt the pinch. And I'm all for you know capitalism. And if you're a CEO of a company, you want to try to make inroads and increase your profits and things like that, uh, even in, in tough times like this. Uh, but Gary Pilnick is the CEO of Kellogg. And he is suggesting that consumers, if you're dealing with the high cost of food, well, you should eat cereal for dinner. His message has landed him in hot water. He said, quote, we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we are advertising about cereal for dinner. Pilnick said last week during an interview with CNBC, he said the message is, quote, landing really well with consumers, although it's really not, who are spending more of their income on food than they have in the last three decades. In 2022, 11.3% of disposable income was used on food. 
the Wall Street Journal reported, citing data from the Agriculture Department. That is the highest figure since 1991, when 11.4% of disposable income was used on food, according to the data. Quote, the cereal category has always been quite affordable, and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are feeling the pinch and are under pressure, Pilnick said, adding that, quote, cereal for dinner is something that is probably more of a trend now, and we would expect that to continue as the consumer is under pressure. Uh, A lot of people firing back, some people said on social media, such a cruel thing to say, people are suffering with lack of food due to inflation, and this guy is happy for that and trying to enhance their bottom line. All right, so a couple of thoughts on this. Number one. Uh, we're going to add this to the bad takes of the week, according oh. to some people. Oh, no. But that's, that, I'm just giving you the honest truth. Cereal's trash. It is. Cereal is vastly overrated. I've never been a cereal guy for breakfast, much less cereal for dinner. I'm also not a breakfast guy for dinner. Like, I mean, there were stretches in my, in my life. I remember, like, occasionally my grandmother or occasionally my mom would be like, what do you think about pancakes for dinner? And it wasn't because like we were feeling the pinch financially. It's just, like it was just like, hey, you do an omelet for dinner tonight. And I was just like, no, no, I'm not. And I'm like, an, I'm an eggs guy. I'm a bacon sausage pork roll guy. Like I like hearty breakfasts, home fries, coffee, milk, juice. I'm not a cereal guy. Like I'm not a. And I, even as a kid, I was never like, hey, bowl of Fruit Loops, cartoons, you know, uh, cinnamon toast crunch, and mm. Sports Center. Like I was never the cereal guy. Um, but this is another tone-deaf comment. And again, I, 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 from a capitalism standpoint, I got it. The guy's trying to make money. But pick and choose your spots better, right? Like, we're all struggling. We all don't want to go to the grocery store and spend 200 We would rather spend a buck sixty-five, right? And I just think this is one of these things where you come out, maybe your intentions were well, you're worried about your company. But, dude, I, and let me ask you this. Where does, as an adult, where does cereal for dinner get you? Think about this. If Honestly, think about the different walks of life you might be in. You might be a single man. And let's say you're going on a date. Or let's say you've got a girlfriend. And you say, hey, honey, you want to come over to the apartment tonight for dinner? No, boy. And she says, sure. And you roll out the Fruit Loops. <laughs> What are you like? You're what kind get, of date is that? Like you're going to get slapped in the face. I'm sorry, this is not this. My point being, this is not realistic. Now, let's say if you're married, and you know, your 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 wife gets home from work at five forty-five. Let's say your your wife is married to a radio host who does morning drive, <laughs> and he's been home since eleven o'clock. And the wife comes home after a long day. You know, she left at 6.30. She picked up the kids, dropped them off at soccer practice. What the hell are, is that radio host doing, by Rolls the way? in at 5.45, and, you know, the husband says, All right, what are you thinking? I've got uh, Cheerios, <laughs> oh, Frosted boy. Flakes, and... Uh, Dawn, Dawn is going to hate you. Like, I mean, Dawn, this would not fly. Like, if, if Larry rolls out cereal for dinner... like Larry are, 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 doesn't... Dude, I would love it if I had a husband who would cook dinner. <laughs> but that's not cooking but, me. But cereal's not cooking anything. Well, would that's you true. W- would you be mad if Larry said we're gonna I'm gonna have dinner ready for you when you got home and I, you and the boys sit down at the dining room table and there's cereal bowls out <laughs> and a gallon of milk? You'd probably punch him right in the face. It just wouldn't. It'd happen. be justified. By the way, I think his comment was more on the state of the economy rather than hey, everybody should eat cereal for breakfast. Yes, right? He, he's but, saying that cereal's affordable, so if you can't afford to have burgers and uh, uh, potato salad for dinner, hey, we've got the solution for you: a box of sugar. 
you know, he makes a four million dollar. He makes four million dollar bonuses every year. I this is a guy who's a multimillionaire. Yeah, and it just comes off as really because you don't eat cereal for dinner. Right. I think that's what people exactly. It's, it's the way that he's saying it. It's just sort of like, oh, I think this is an economy where people are having cereal for dinner. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like a isn't it let though? them eat cake, Marie Antoinette kind I, of a thing. That's how he's being. Now, there are some reports that he was fired, but I don't think he was. No. I think that's fake news. I don't have that in front of me. I have this this article that he's facing uh, criticism from Fox Business. I feel like I feel like everybody's taking this out of context. I, like To think that people aren't eating cereal for breakfast is both of you. I love you both, but you're both living in bubbles. Oh, no, no. I know people are eating cereal for breakfast. He's saying you should eat cereal for dinner if you can't afford groceries. But people are eating cereal for dinner, too. Who? I'm telling you. What, 16-year-olds, maybe? Uh, yeah, while they're playing Xbox and, and taking a hit off their vape pen. I j- are no, grown I, adults I, eating cereal for dinner? And if they aren't, I'm are, not they, saying are, you they, should. Are, are they considering it because it's affordable? I'm not saying you should. I, mean, I, just, uh, I just think that, that, that his his... I'm eating his, a frozen smart one dinner his, before I'm eating cereal. His quote, and uh, and that's garbage too. I'm I'm with you. I I have Cheerios sometimes on the weekends, but I normally don't eat cereal. What? Well, because it's highly processed. It is, but I put some blueberries in there. It's nice. It's, it's a nice. It's a nice little breakfast. Okay. What kind of milk are you putting on there? Two percent, one percent, whole milk. Whole? Oh, no, no, whole milk. No, whole milk is good for you. It is. It's just hard to consume. Um, I'm a two percent guy personally. I think we do one percent. I'm not. I don't know. I could see you being a one percenter, <laughs> but I think his. I, I think the context of what he was saying is is that hey, the economy sucks right now. We talked about Wendy's and surge pricing, and it's eighteen dollars for a for a for a uh, a Happy Meal or whatever at mm-hmm. McDonald's. Yeah. Hey, here's an alternative: eat that's cereal. A, yes, that's exactly what he's saying. But but us as adults and consumers, we could say, you know what, I'm not gonna have cereal for. He can say it. He's feel free to say it, yeah, right? See, see, here's the thing: if like he's the head of Iceberg Lettuce, and he says, "Hey, you know what? You can get a nice little salad at your grocery store. Buy a head of lettuce, a tomato, and an onion, and a little oil and vinegar, and you could probably have your dinner and have a healthy salad for five dollars and seventy nine cents." I don't think anybody would face any. I, I don't think he would be facing pushback. But you're trying to push a terrible product that's loaded with sugar. All right. And, and it, here's the bigger picture: we're creating the cycle again, consuming cheap. Non-real food gets you sick, you end up being on medicine, and it's the whole cycle again. This goes back to the big take. Everything comes back to a big take, folks. This comes back to big food, big pharma, and the whole cycle of if you eat processed garbage, you're going to end up being disease-ridden and reliant on the big big companies, big pharma. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, because we had this discussion a couple weeks ago, and I'm with you. I My... I went from not eating meat for almost 10 years to now, I, like, m- my diet consists of real food. But it's real like, food, though. That's all right. I eat is real food. I, I try and stay away from all the processed crap. Right. Uh, that being said, like, this is – I'm not going to personally do this, but I think taking this guy's comment like this, is just, he's just trying to push the product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want everybody to listen to what we do on talk radio. I know they're not, <laughs> but I want everybody to do it. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't the CEO of Kellogg say something I like that? I think he comes off as a little smarmy. And... Do you? Yeah. 
I think that's yeah. most people's. I think that's the overwhelming you, you look consensus. Look, you know, if you, I sent you the audio. Just even look at the guy. He's yeah. like got a, basically got an ascot. You know what I mean? He's that guy. It's just insulting. It's like, hey, you can't afford well, to eat what you want, so I've got a cheap solution that'll probably kill you. Well, Kelsey on the YouTube chat. Uh, it's a, this is a new one. Uh, she writes um, three days a week cereal for dinner, and she's thirty nine. What kind of cereal? Kelsey, call in. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. 855 I, I, I would one, love to hear. Depends. We've got a YouTube guy uh, on the phone right now. Let's uh, talk about cereal. Uh, He's a YouTube regular, and he goes by the name of Chris in Philadelphia. Chris, good morning. How are you? Hey, buddy. Um, yo, how you doing, guys? Yo, I got to say, uh, cereal was a staple of my life Like uh, growing up. Mm-hmm. like I used to have my buddy over all the time. We'd be up at like 3 a.m. playing Goldeneye on N64. I remember that like, game. <laughs> yeah, just we're just we're just eating cereal. Did you did you uh, when you were playing Goldeneye? Did you use Odd Job because he was like a cheat code? <laughs> no, I actually was the tall guy. I forgot uh, uh, Jaws. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I went that, but but then uh, you you uh, you uh, I forgot to think. But um, yeah, no, uh, cereal was the uh, like. But then you grew up, Chris, right? You grew up, you became an adult, and you stopped eating cereal for dinner, right? Uh, I still eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> See, I'm telling you. Like, Chris, you guys live in this, these bubbles where Chris, people, like, how people do this. You? How old are you, Chris? I am 34. I will turn 35 in uh, April. Okay. Happy birthday. Really? Happy birthday. What kind of what kind of cereal? Yeah, yeah it's a great question, my darling. Uh, oh, God. You, get, you guys are going to hate this one. Uh-uh. Uh, it's Fruity Pebbles. I knew it. I <laughs> knew it was Fruity Pebbles. I had you pegged for an Apple Jacks no, guy myself. No, I knew. Fruity Pebbles is so bad for you. <laughs> Stop right now. So I, the, we've It's now, banned we, we've, in the uh-oh. UK. It's we, got yeah. like the red dot. Ma- like, it's so Mama bad Dawn. for you. Mama Dawn is, is oh going to lecture you, Chris. I now, no, and I, and, I'm and, just I, I now know that I will outlive one person in this audience. <laughs> I will outlive Chris. Not Fruity Pebbles. Because Chris is eating uh, Fruity Pebbles Damn. at 34 for dinner. And Larry buys this stuff, and then I throw it away. It's the battle in my house. I mean, wait, hang on, guys. Hang on. It's very Dawn, bad for Dawn. you. We, we all grew up on that crap. We're fine. We're sitting here living our lives. We're fine. You know what the key is? Back in the day, it didn't have all the stuff it has. Moderation, nah. moderation people. Moderation. True. Everything in moderation. That's true. I just, I, think, I just think that what this guy is saying has been taken out of context. Right. I do. I think he's he's just trying to push his product. Like Probably we, so. Like, I try and push, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you like, yeah. uh, follow us on the Odyssey app and all of that stuff. Well, we, we, just, we already know what you're about. I'm a capitalist and a corporate <laughs> whore. Exactly. I'm, I'm all well, for personal whore. responsibility. I am a I am the ultimate libertarian. I am for personal responsibility. If these guys can push these products all they want to, you as an adult and a consumer don't have to eat them or, or, or use their products. It's a free country. I would put this CEO right up there with the mayor of Athens. Very tone deaf. You got you get out there and these people, you got to start learning how to put together a presentation and a speech that doesn't backfire on them. 855-839-1210. Uh, let me grab this call. Hey, big in the cereal community today. It is. Uh, Bob in Birdsboro. Bob, good morning. How are you? Ladies, gentlemen, how's it going? First time caller. Oh, good, good to have you, bro. It's actually Kelsey on YouTube. You told me to call in. That's oh, my daughter. Oh, 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 oh. Beautiful. You're not eating <laughs> fruity pebbles, are you? I'm sorry. I misgendered you. I thought you were a female. It's my daughter's YouTube. I don't do that YouTube crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you got? I'm 39, and I have Cocoa Pebbles, Fruit Loops, and Cheerios. Oh my God. Uh, Bob, are you, are you married? 
I am. Have you ever made cereal cereal for dinner for your wife after a day of work? Never. Okay. So you want to remember the the daughter and the wife get food, food, I get cereal. Okay. See, he's uh, that's a family man, right? He's there. He's a man. Oh, yes. he's a man, and he can have what he wants to have. Right? Right? Yes. He's a he's a consumer. If if that's what he wants, that's what he wants. Bob might go to the grocery store and say, "You know what? I've got thirty eight dollars. That's only going to get me two steaks. I'll get the steak for my wife and daughter, and I'll have the processed sugar in a box." It is unbelievable. The phones have exploded. <laughs> Father of the year material. The I phone, know he's sweet. The phones have exploded. Yes, account. they have. We got a break. No, we we can take a few more calls. Oh, I'm, right. calling, I'm making an executive decision. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go to um, let's go to Joan. She's in Marlton. Joan, good morning. Good morning. Glad to talk to you. I, I have Uh-oh. to talk to you as well. Uh oh. I just wanted to say that there's good cereals and there's not so good cereals. Uh, I have been eating cereal probably all through school. Every morning I would have cereal. Uh, in my, and since then, I probably have cereal maybe once or twice a week for the rest of my life. And I'm 90. God bless you. What's wow! That? Whoa! Thank you! Woo-hoo. 90 years old. Say that again, Joan. She's 90 and she's been eating cereal for her entire life. Yes. She's not doing Fruity Pebbles. What are we going? Cheerios, Joan? No, I'm not. That, that, that's, um, uh, that's what I said. There are good cereals and lots of good cereal. So what do you eat? For the most part, I, I you would eat the... Fairly good cereals. Like okay. what? Like which one? Give us a drop a name brand here on us. Uh, usually some kind of a, um, uh, like a wheat check. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see what I have right now. I think <laughs> I have. Yeah, take us into your pantry. <laughs> Joan's pantry. I yes. love this. <laughs> no, I, I, and, and I've been, uh, I go also to things like, like the honey, um, um, Honey Crunch, I guess it is. Uh, I, I, think. I yeah. forget the names of them. But, uh, and I do go, but I don't eat things like Fruit Loops. Yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like the kids' cereals. I, I always like Wheaties, yep. Corn Flakes, that kind of stuff. Joan, kind Joan are you, uh, are you an almond milk user? What kind of milk do you use? <laughs> right now, no, right, right now I'm into fat-free milk. Fat I used free. to eat yeah. regular I used to drink regular whole milk. Gotcha. All right. Very Let me good. get there she is. Joan. Do you, uh, did you drink and smoke? And she's gone. Oh, she's gone. She's gone. Yeah. Okay. No, she didn't drink and smoke. She's ninety. She was. She ate cereal the entire well, her entire life. I had a glass of wine every night. They say that's good. Amen for, for her. But if she did drink and smoke, as long as she quit at some, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. God, God bless Joan. I but, love it. I love yeah. it. You know what? You know why this radio show is great, by the way, because we had a thirty-four-year-old, a thirty-nine-year-old, and a ninety-year-old calling in. That's right. Like, it's just like. You can't. No other. Another no radio show has that sort of right. Range. Well, it helps when when when, when I'm forty going on seven. <laughs> <laughs> Never judge a book by its cover, folks. Uh, one more. Let's grab uh, Jerry. Is in Pottsville. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Oh, uh, morning. Thanks for taking my call. You got um, it. Yeah, I'm fifty six years old, ah. and I I eat cereal uh, for dinner. Um, especially during the summertime, I actually call summer cereal season because I eat more cereal during the summer for dinner, especially when it's extremely hot out. Yep. I get home from work. I don't feel like heating up the house 
And sometimes it's so hot, I don't even want to stand by the grill. Yeah, no, that's a good so, point, Jerry. And you also don't want to carry around a heavy meal in your stomach in the summer evening hours when it's you know still eighty-five degrees. I don't, I don't, and I appreciate the call. I'm not a cereal guy for sure, so I'm not a cereal guy in the summer by any stretch. But I do like to eat lighter in the summer. Like I like, I like to have a, a grilled chicken salad three nights a week in the summer. Something light. Like I'm not doing. As much as I love pizza, pizza in the summer is a tough ask. You know what I'm going to do? I, what? I know what I said to both of you. I'm going to throw my dietary things out the window tonight yeah. just to spite the both of you. Yeah. I'm going to eat cereal for dinner. Why don't you actually have the wife I'm, record it and post it on Twitter? Tonight? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a bowl of Count Chocula. Oh, jeez. And I'm just going to sit there, me and my son. I'm sure my son will love it. And we're just going to sit there and eat cereal for, for dinner. To hell with you, elitist snobs! <laughs> I am with our. I am with the listeners. Cereal for dinner. I'm gonna have a nice little salad, a little balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Mm. Maybe throw an orange. And in I'm there. gonna be like Joe. And I'm gonna live to ninety, and you're gonna be dead by sixty. Stop. <laughs> we are a morbid show. We are. It's really bad. I can't wait to address my parents in the. <laughs> I've got a lot of things I want to get off my chest. 855. Like uh, I can't say it on the air. FCC related. <laughs> we should. Let's, yeah. do the, uh, let's do the movie clip here. Right, let's get to the morning mystery <laughs> movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One lucky fan will go home with a game ball. That's your head next time. You're a big baby, Jackie. Jackie Moon and the referee really going at it here. I didn't say anything. I said, I barely raised my voice. I should call your mother. You need a phone to heaven to do that. Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Everyone off the floor. Let's go. Chop it. Let's well, go. I, I, no, Jackie. It appears a line has been crossed by Father Pat of all people. Look, Jackie, I'm sorry. Stop the broadcast. Jackie Moon is pulling his team off the court. You forfeit this game, Jackie, if you keep walking. That's fine. <laughs> Think you know what it is? Be called 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Well, once again today, a pair of tickets to that old black magic featuring Keith Spencer, March 23rd at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Caller 12-855-839-1210. We'll come back, get our winner. We've got our big three. And then last story of the day. What's going on at the New York Times? And why are they hating on Chick-fil-A? Does it have anything to do with religion? We'll get into that as we wrap it up. Cut sheet on the way as well. Stay right there. It's Kale and Company. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Happy Thursday to all of you. The Dawn Show in just about 34 minutes. We'll find out what's on tap for Dawn's program today in music history and who won Twitter today. Good luck coming through all the replies today. The mention's probably off the charts, (laughs) but I don't decide that one. Uh, We'll get to our cut sheet uh, and Dawn's big three in just a moment. But let's get Joe in Hatfield. He's our morning mystery movie clip winner. Joe, good morning. What movie did we just play for you? Yeah, yeah, that was Semi Pro. That is correct. Semi Pro is the identity uh, is the identity of the movie. And Joe, you have won the tickets uh, at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. We thank you very much for listening and playing. All right. Without further ado, let's find out what's going on in the world of news. It's time for Don Senzlin's Big Three at 927. It's the Big Three and Nine on Kale and Company. Number one, Governor Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania, 
announcing today this new election security task force that puts in place a bunch of measures across federal, state, as well as local agencies that the governor hopes will keep the 2024 vote in the battleground state free from misinformation or disinformation, other obstacles and interference, election interference taking center stage. So Governor Josh Shapiro naming this election threats task force just today. We're going to learn more about it throughout the day. It's almost like he was listening to our show yesterday, Dawn, when you were speaking about wanting to feel comfortable with our election system and the electoral process. Maybe Josh Shapiro's a P1. Maybe. All right, Josh. I mean, it's his latest move. He's faced with a divided legislature, so he's mostly resorting to executive actions. But I will say this. There are some pivotal votes coming up this year because right now, if they gain, if they have a net gain with these three elections this year, three Democrats, that would break the 25-25 deadlock. And then the lieutenant gov, Davis, Austin Davis, he would be the tiebreaker. So there's that going on. That's why your vote always matters, even if you think, oh, you know, statewide or these mm-hmm. county, all of this matters. Yep. So we just point point that out to you. And I know we've talked a lot about that, but just thinking about elections and some people say, oh, my vote doesn't count. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Number two, the case, and this is making national news, a federal judge in Philadelphia ordering one of my favorite actors, a Academy Award nominated actor, Terrence Howard. Remember, he lived here in, I think he still has a home in Plymouth Meeting. I was just going to say he's from this area, right? Oh, okay. He's in my neck of the woods. So listen to this. This federal judge here in Philadelphia ordering him to pay nearly a million dollars back in back taxes and all the penalties involved. And this, he his defense, he had said, is because it's, quote, immoral for the United States government to charge taxes to the descendants of slaves. Oh my god! I, love, I actually love this. Oh my god! Oh man! Oh wow! What a time to be alive! Is it? Is so, it Nick? If you know, yeah, he's I'm contemplating it. He's uh, 54 years old, star of the TV hit Empire. Gorgeous with those green eyes. Wow. He's very handsome. But in, he does still have that. I'm looking up. He still lists the address as Plymouth Meeting. But they've been trying to collect these taxes for years since like 2010. Mm-hmm. So they've come after Terrence Howard. Oh, so he's uh, who was uh, the other guy that was a big time celebrity Hollywood actor? Was it Wesley? Did Wesley, Wesley Snipes? Snipes went to jail? Yeah, for income yeah. tax that was evasion, ridiculous. right? Yeah. yeah. And Hunter Biden's free with his IRS I just, issues. I was just going to say it's the same issue Hunter Biden and, went through. And then yeah. you wonder why this is in the black community. Why you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on, right? Um, but Terrence, we gotta. I gotta have. Terrence on. We got to support Terrence. Yeah, get, Howard, to Ren- get to Renzo to book him. I love him. But he, he seriously, he has, he, I guess he left this long message 400 years of forced labor. I don't know if we can get the audio. There was a transcript entered into court and he talked about forced labor, never receiving compensation for slavery. And you have the gall to try to prosecute and charge taxes. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. And then he like hung up. They hung the, the, the phone message like hung up on him or whatever. Yeah. And he called back, <laughs> left the message. But so this ruling is against him. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe people will create a GoFundMe if he can't afford his taxes. Terrence Howard's a Plymouth meeting guy. I'll be there. Right? Yeah. It's right by you. You got to go golfing. I'm going to swing by his house on my way back to Bluebell. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so now let's take you to Delaware. Some irony here. A court in President Joe Biden's home state, so it's technically a local story, it's Delaware, determining that a state law allowing 10 days of early voting and permanent absentee voting violated the Delaware Constitution. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. Rut row. <laughs> so uh, after, you know, uh, President Biden came into office, then Biden regularly launched, you know, all of these, you know, talking about all these different voter ID for mail-in voting, all talking about Georgia, the mail-in voting laws. Here is a Delaware Superior Court Judge, Mark Connor. This is a 25-page opinion. And, quote, the enactments of the General Assembly challenged today are inconsistent with our Constitution in Delaware and therefore cannot stand. Quoting Article 5, Section 1, general election shall be held biannually Tuesday next after the first Monday in the month of November, blah, blah, blah. Delaware early voting law, which was enacted in 2019 during COVID, and we had talked about it at the time. Well, now, so it allows in-person voting up to 10 days before an election. They're saying, nope, not constitutional. Ooh, okay. How about that? Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> kind of a slap in the face. But that's bit. your big three, Kale and Company. All right, Don. thank you very <laughs> much. Sid took a still photo, um, and he is, uh, I guess you were going, when you were going off about Fruity Pebbles, did you take your headphones off when you went on that little um, that little tangent? Because he's got, he's got like a picture of you with your, like your headphones falling off and your hair up in the air. Oh, maybe so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, your hair's up right now, my love. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, oh is it really? <laughs> you know, my hair, I, my yeah, is mine sticking long. up? It's like, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Nick, there. Nick is so there. jealous. I know. There. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten wpht. Let me, oh, let me see if that looks like better. A weed. Yeah, yeah, it looks better now. See, there you thank go. you, yeah, thank you, Sid. Sid, yeah. Sid, calling you. Sid's calling taking you care of me. Yeah. Sid's now officially uh, the staff photographer of the show. Yeah, yeah. and makeup artist and yeah. hair, hair expert. Yeah, thank right. you. Let's get to uh, what's on no, the. We're, we're at the break. Uh, that's right. Oh. What's on the cut sheet part? Do when we come back because we got to pay some bills because yeah. we're high rollers. We make money. <laughs> back after this talk radio twelve ten wpht. You've heard me talk about Chapman windows, doors, and siding. They do such beautiful work. I love the work they've done in my home. You know by now, if I needed windows, doors, siding, stucco remediation, yes, I would choose the Chapman team. I would trust nobody else with that important investment in your home. So if you're thinking of updating your current siding, or maybe you've decided to remove your current stucco and then replacing it with siding, I want you to think Chapman and think about that gorgeous James Hardy plank or vinyl siding. It's going to add value to your home as well as beauty. You want to get the ball rolling here, get this on the calendar and start planning your siding project for this year. The certified Chapman installers, they are the professionals that you want on this job. So if you or somebody you know, maybe you're looking for windows, doors, siding, shutters, the hardware choices with the shutters are beautiful, by the way. You can take a virtual tour, go to chapmanwindowsdoors.com, and they have all those, I love the before and afters, the front door makeovers. You can see the jobs where they did stucco remediation, which is a big job, and you want somebody with that skill set, okay? So you can also text or call. They're listening right now, and they're longtime listeners of us, 610-431-8898, chapmanwindowsdoors.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company coming down the stretch here on a Thursday. We will find out what is on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history and our winner of Twitter in just a matter of minutes. 
as we continue. Sunny, beautiful day. Let's find out what Stalker has lined up for What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2? Forgive me about this because there's gonna be no video because I was uh, I'm doing a million things back here. So uh, Kamala Harris was on a did a radio interview with uh, WURD the Word, <laughs> and a few uh, clips from that are surfacing right now. Apparently, uh, during one of the questions here, she suddenly developed a southern accent. She does this from time to time. Yes, she does. Did you ever notice that when she's talking to a certain group of people, she she all of a sudden gets a... Hillary Clinton used to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Some people get like a little bit of a thicker draw. Yep. yep. Sometimes I hear people are a little bit more nasally, but she yep. gets the thick draw. She does. She does. Because um, she was on in Philadelphia? Is this Philadelphia? Yeah, WURD is a Philadelphia station. WURDradio.com, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, she's, uh, she, maybe she'll come on 1210. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, here's Kamala Harris. You know, I was recently with a bunch of um, faith leaders, and I said, you know, <laughs> I, I said to the, the preachers who were there, you know, during announcements... On Sunday at church, could you could you perhaps ask people to stand up and say who got their student loan um, forgiven? Because so many have. Yeah, there you go. What what is so I, funny? I, I, like why why is she like caught sorry. in the middle of a giggle burst? Yeah, like she she really can't. You ever notice when she steps out of serious mode where? Yep. Uh, if she's not talking about abortion or if she's not talking about the border or an issue, but she's talking about her life in society, whether it's at church or shopping, she can't get through even like the setting up of the story. I know. Without the giggles. I just, I hate that when you're talking to certain people, you all of a sudden you're it's like, oh, Southern churches. Oh yeah, I grew up in Southern. <laughs> from Oakland. You're from the Bay. Come on. Yeah, act like you're from Biloxi. <laughs> Stop. Uh, a little bit more from Kamala Harris on with the word. We are proudly talking about equity, even though these people on the, uh, you know, so-called leaders want to shut down DEI. Uh-oh. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to do with DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, what they sadly successfully did with woke. Ah. Uh-huh. See? See? We're doing with DEI what we did with woke. All right. So we got woke on word. I got you. As I see, that's a promo. I just helped that station out. Like, no, the DEI stuff, it's its discriminatory in nature. I mean, forget the ridiculous aspect of it. You're never going to get your most qualified, deserving people. It, the, the, the sheer practice of it actually goes against what they're claiming it advocates for. Yep. Uh, one more on the word. Are you sure this, this is a Philadelphia station? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. almost One certain. of the few African-American... Yep. It's uh, uh, African American owned, mm-hmm. as and they're one of the few in the nation. So kind of famous yeah. and and like a legacy station, you, if you will. You would think the radio guy would know that. Yeah, yeah, you. I do know that, but I just thought. 20, yeah. I just thought maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's W U R D. All right. One more. Ninety six point one. Uh, one more. Fr- oh, they have an FM dial. Mm-hmm. Wow. They do. Oh, maybe that's why we won't get Kamala. We're stuck in there. <laughs> it's, uh, they call it the Black Talk Radio. Oh. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. One more with Kamala. Having progressive prosecutors, for example, mm. who can show what is possible. And then show that it works and show that, frankly, it's not contrary at all to public safety. In fact, it is a better way. It is a very effective way, among other ways, 
to achieve public safety. Imagine sitting there and telling an audience that progressive prosecutors leads to a safer society in America. (laughs) So it's actually, you are a safer human being today knowing Mm -hmm. that the people that should be in jail after 11 arrests are actually roaming the streets. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. It really is. All right, we'll come back and find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show, and we'll do that next here on Kale & Company on 1210 WPHD. It's Kale & Company. On demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Thursday, going to be another good show tomorrow. But before then, we have the Dawn Show. That's coming up in 10 minutes as we find what she has lined up for the top of the hour. Yes, so we will. uh, First, the guests. We have Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith. We'll talk about policing and a lot of law enforcement issues going on. So we'll check in with her about 10.06-ish. Christine Flowers in the 11 a.m. hour. we got a lot to catch up on and why Christine is glad that somebody was booted from being a spokesperson for a certain favorite makeup that uh, we like. So we'll talk about cancel culture and maybe we'll debate on that when I I disagree with cancel culture. Also, Mayor Sherelle Parker, what's up with this where she's saying, no, 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 all city workers. Did you know all 25,000 city workers in Philadelphia, they're not back to full-time work? (laughs) Five days a week. Oh I saw that Get story. back to oh work, God. people. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, she's getting, so she's, uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the mayor, the governor, all the local politics as well, and update you on everything mm-hmm. that's going on as we carry on the baton. Imagine, imagine being February of 2024, and there are some people that have yet to go back to the office five days a week. That's a wild concept. It's crazy. It really is. All right, let's get to today in music history. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. On Kale and Company. Today, Leap Day, February 29th. Notable albums released on this day include Robert Plant's Now and Zen from 88 and Journey's Departure in 1980. We also lost Davy Jones and the Monkees on this day in 2012. Ah. Also, Mr. Biggs to Be With You was number one on the singles chart in 92. <laughs> By the way, they were great three weeks ago at the Keswick. Oh. And Frank Sinatra's album Come Fly With Me was on top of that chart in 1958. Also on this day in 92, U2 began their Zoo TV tour in Lakeland, Florida. And yes, I was also at one of those shows at Yankee Stadium. Wow. For Kale and Company, <laughs> I fell on I'll tell you what, man, this guy's a world traveler. He is. It's unbelievable. He is. Usually he's in the 70s and 80s wheelhouse. Come on, this is Mr. Big. Today he ranged from 58 to 2012. Yep. That's diversity, folks. This is a great song. I forgot how good this song was. Come on, baby. I miss the '80s, like rock, uh, like rock ballad anthems. Yeah, get you in feelings. It's one of my, it's one of my guilty pleasures. All right, that's <laughs> yeah, good to know. Another bad take, but a good to know. All right, let's wrap it up with who won Twitter today? Who won Twitter? Hassan been sober. I'm just going to keep playing this. Hassan been sober wins Twitter. He says, "I smoke a lot of pot and still don't sound as stoned as Kamala." <laughs> <laughs> I love it's that. True. It's true. <laughs> Wow, what a program. What a show. What a day. What a time to be alive. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We are back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. And never forget, folks, on this program, Kale & Company, we're kind of right. Start your day.
Day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.